Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate you tuning into this episode. Uh, listen, turkey season's right around the corner, and if you're looking for a new turkey call, the boys over at Pacific Calls are who you need to look at. They've got diaphragms coming out. They've got slate calls. They're a one-stop shop. You head over to PacificCustomCalls.com or check them out on Instagram, Pacific Calls, and uh, you can see what the boys in Spo Compton have been up to. They've got some wicked-sounding uh, turkey calls to lure in that long beard that uh, is hung up at 75 yards and just being a dickhead. So check them out, Pacific Custom Calls, if you're in the market for a badass turkey call for this spring. This podcast is up on YouTube. Check it out. All you got to do is subscribe, type in the Big Honker Podcast. There we are. All of our episodes are up three times a week, so please go subscribe to that. It would be much appreciated. We're also brought to you by... Alpha Outdoor Specialties, which is also our newest sponsor. And they're coming out with the Stanfield Stool, which we will release by the end of the month. So it was Alpha Outdoor Specialties. They can do anything. Fabrications, they got it all. Alpha Outdoor Specialties, and we will have a lot more on Alpha Outdoor Specialties after we release the Stanfield Stool, which will be the new way to hunt in comfort in an A-frame or a pit blind. No more hemorrhoids. Nope. Sitting on a bucket for too long. Alpha Outdoor Specialties. And then let's talk about Dive Bomb. It is the end of the year. The One of the major selling points of Dive Bomb is they are easy to pack away when the season is over. Especially if you get the bags like I've been telling you to do for the last three years. You get the bags, you put them away, clean them off, hose them off, do whatever you got to do, let them dry. Back in the bags, back in storage. For us, we just uh, we, we cleaned out our trailers and uh, loaded them back up. So it's an easy storage solution. You don't have to take up a whole grain silo like you do with those clunky-ass full bodies. To me, that is really packing them up is kind of the best thing uh, in my mind. And they're sitting ready to roll next year as soon as we're ready to go to hunt. We could go to North Dakota in August if we wanted to to hunt, and we could pull a trailer up there, and it's ready to go. Uh, they got some new products on the market. They got the uh, kickback laydown chair. So if you're looking for that, it's got armrests and a nice, uh, hell, I think it'll even give you a massage if you get the deluxe version. But they got a lot of cool new products. You can check them out at divebombindustries.com. And if you're looking for an uh, easy way to uh, get away from the bulk of full bodies, Dive Bomb is definitely the way to go. And our boys over at Boss. Brandon and them got it going on. Folks. All made in America. It it's only, like a train. Only takes one. You don't have to shoot them three times to kill them. It takes one. They've had they've had product all winter. You've had to order them in the morning to get them by the time the day's out. I had a guy message me today and said, Jeff, I'm coming to see you next November. When do I need to order my boss? I said, as soon as you want to do it. He said, I ordered it. It's on the way now. It so, doesn't go bad. If you come to the Big Honker Lodge, you can order your boss. Have it sent directly to the lodge. Pick it up when you're here. Guys from California that hunt with me, a lot of them order all their shells. Have them delivered here. Pick them up when they leave on a hunt because they can't get them in California without going through a bunch of paperwork and pain in the ass so if you want a boss that's the way to go that's bossshotshells.com hardest workers ever i mean to to be faced with what they have had to overcome this this uh this waterfowl season with the supply chain and all that other bullshit and to have inventory in stock ready to roll my hat's off to them they pulled it off uh they're the best in the business bossshotshells.com we're also brought to you by shin gear waiters the best waiters that are on the market right now they're so comfortable. I mean, it's like you're walking on clouds. It really is. I didn't get to wear them a whole lot. I only got to wear them a couple times, as a matter of fact. But the times that I did, I did not want to. Uh, I did. Uh, I didn't want to come out of them. I, I I could easily see myself 
dry land hunting in, a, in an A-frame with shin gears on. I mean, they're that comfortable. You don't know that they're on you. The boots are incredible. The fabric uh, around your, your torso and your legs are impeccable. They're tough. They're resistant. And they come with a, with a guarantee that they're going to stand behind their product for as long as you stand in them. So if you spring a leak, you call the people over at Shin Gear, and they'll get you taken care of in a reasonable amount of time. It's not like other companies where you have to order two pair of waders just to have one. You send them to them, they fix them in a, in a short amount of time, they send them right back to you, you're ready to rock. I haven't had one person tell me that they – and everybody we're a sponsor from, people give us feedback on them. Right. I haven't had one person give feedback yet that they had problems with waders. Not no. one person. And no. We've been, they've been sponsored for six months. It's the best – you get what you pay for in this country. We ought to That's know right. that by now. If you get on Amazon and you buy something and it's cheap, usually you're getting a cheap product. If you buy something and you pay for good quality service and it costs a little bit more, you're getting what you're paying for. And with Shin Gear, it's exactly what you get. Good quality product with great customer service. That's ShinGear.com. We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. It's the way I start my morning every day out here at the Big Honker Lodge. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. The Missouri Boat Ride Blend, the best that there is. Ever since I've had COVID coffee, has kind of had this bitter, weird taste to it. The Missouri Boat Ride, I do not get that. Little hints of sugar, and I'm out the door. Thermos is ready to rock and roll. Incredible people over there at Dirty Duck Coffee. They're always trying to find a new blend that works for everybody. But I'm telling you, if you get yourself the Missouri Boat Ride Blend, you will not be disappointed. They're going to uh, hunting shows right now. I saw, I think they're at uh, the Houston, Houston Safari Club. Houston Safari Club. So if you're, if you're in the Houston area, uh, go check them out. I'm sure they'd be delighted to shake your hand and sell you a nice bag of premium roast coffee. It's delicious. Dirty Duck Coffee, you won't be disappointed. Also, we're brought to you by Lucky Duck, maker of the best A-frame that is on the market, the Lucky Duck 2x4 blind. It fits four grown men as advertised. It's tough. It's durable. Uh, take your hide wherever you go. Uh, they also make waterproof spinners that are the best. And i tell you another product that we just got turned on to is their Goose Flapper. We had uh, a very tough second half of our season, but actually, the Lucky Duck Goose Flapper convinced some wary speckle bellies and honkers and some snow geese to just give it up on a dime. If you're running into that problem, maybe your geese are getting a little wary of the flag, put that Goose Flapper out. It does make a big difference. Um, it's remote operated. You can, uh, you can change the wing cadence just off a touch of a button. You can turn it completely off. You can turn it on. Uh, they're easy to move around. So one morning, we had them on the wrong side. Geese were finishing uh, where we didn't want them to. Picked them up, moved them, no problem at all. That is over at LuckyDuck.com, and I'm telling you, the more, more tools you have in your tool chest, better off you'll be. LuckyDuck.com. Uh, also, we're brought to you by the boys at the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast, Mr. Logan Pyatt and Rebel Heron. Great guys. Uh, if you subscribe to their Patreon account, you can get full access to all the debauchery that they have going on over there. Uh, the bourbon review is still free to everybody, but if you want to hear uh, the nitty-gritty and the good stuff, you got to pay a little bit. Go to their Patreon site, uh, pay your monthly subscription, and away you go. I think you can even spend up to 20 bucks if you want to. You can get the gold elite status. Uh, but they're great guys. They have a hell of a podcast. It's fun to watch them grow um, as podcast hosts. So we hope that you would tune in the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Also, we're brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. Take care of your four-legged critter. The quick-release system ensures that that dog is where you want it to be, and it does not take a step forward until you're ready for it to. Um, 
I take I, I use it every single morning. Hook it onto Lou. It's easy to use. Pull the chain, and then there he goes. Um, when I whenever I'm ready to release him, it's got anchors and different hookups to where if you're hunting out of a boat or a pit blind or whatever you got, you can always set up your quick release system. Works everywhere. Also, they've got the field trauma kit, which I think every hunting bag needs, every pickup truck needs. Um, stop bleeding, stay warm, matches. I mean, it's got it all. Um, Alex Langbell has taken his career as a first responder, and he has put it all in a little bag for you. So if something bad happens, either to hunting buddy, your dog, you're ready to go. So check them out at Gundog Outdoors and at least get the field trauma kit because you need it. Also, we're brought to you by Steak Plains Meats. If you've seen the price of hamburger meat at the store, you would know why so many people are starting to buy bulk. They're getting these whole, uh, these whole steers. They're getting these whole beefs delivered. Um, if you've got the freezer space, it's definitely worth doing. Uh, hamburger meat's getting ridiculous. All the meat is getting ridiculous right now. But if you can, if you've got the storage, I would say everybody needs to stock up, buy in bulk. You can go to Steak Plains Meats down there in Crosbyton, Texas. Um, and they will deliver to you. They do. They do custom order steaks. They do it all. It's just a nice old fashioned meat market, and that's what you need. And I'm telling you, we just got it. We just got a whole beef here delivered at the lodge the other day. It'll get you. It's going to get us through the summertime. We got three families. We'll take turns. Well, not take turns. We'll just get whatever we need to get out of it. Hamburger meat. Yesterday, I checked on price of hamburger meat. Almost seven dollars a pound. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that's what a steak was not long ago. Yeah, and so you you know if if you're on if you're on a budget you know take save a month's worth of money go get your stuff and save that meat because meat's going to be in high demand if you're buying it off grocery stores all the time. There's plenty of cattle in Texas. Buy it local. Go to a local meat place like Steak Plains Meats. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. If you're wanting dates for this coming waterfowl season, uh, you better get on the horn within the next couple of weeks because number one, we sell out most of our dates the year before. And what dates we do have left, uh, they're going pretty quick. I've got right now the week before Christmas and the week between Christmas and New Year's, I still have some dates open. If you want any of that, you better look, call me pretty fast. November dates are going real quick. we got an extra week of season we're going to get probably the November 5th week, so I have some of them dates still open. But if you want dates and you want on our calendar, you need to let me know pretty damn fast. And, yes, I do answer my phone. Had someone ask me that again today. It's really Jeff. Yeah. Is this really you, Jeff? Yes. I, nobody else is going to answer the phone around here. I don't even know how to answer it. Too fancy. Anyways, call me or send an email, goose at west, W-E-S-T-E-X dot net, or jstanfield68 on Instagram. Thank you so much. God bless y'all. Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast and Hunt Club. I am Jeff Stanfield with Ski King, the asshole, the Andy Ski Shaver. King, Ski King. It is St. Patty's Day. We got some Jameson. Y'all want any? I got. There's, there's just a little snort left. No, right. everybody's good. All right, don't say I didn't offer you. 
assholes anything. Uh, how was the ski trip? Oh, fantastic, Jeff. Felt good to get up there with my people. With your people. <laughs> how the fuck are these your people? They're my people, Are you Jeff. Mexican? No, the problem is there's too many shitty skiers on oh. spring break. Oh, so now you are a fucking expert. You've skied five times in your life. In Seven. Your- and you're a fucking Seven. expert. Oh, You've Jeff. never even skied at a ski place. <clears throat> when you see somebody snow plowing and their arms are at a 90-degree angle, you're like, he's a shitty skier. I better stay away. <laughs> Andy, you've never skied anywhere good. Jeff, it doesn't matter. You're on the Virgin Hills of New Mexico. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. <laughs> if you go over to Taos and ski, then you won't be such a king. Don't do you it. You won't even be Bucky a fucking prince. Taos. Don't it's, do it. It's like skiing in fucking Switzerland or somewhere. It's hard. Speaking of which, did you see the? Uh, they had a, a sandstorm over Sahara Desert sandstorm. There was a, a ski resort in Spain. Fucking looks exactly like the Sahara Desert. I'll pull it up. It's crazy. So they're skiing on sand now. Basically, yeah. I'll 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 I'll, I'll get it to you. Glo- Jeff. Don't glo- you worry. It's global warming. Well, anyways, we have guests with us today. Yeah, introduce them. You rude fuck. From Albany, Texas. Wade Montgomery. And Bucky Neal. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Wonderful. Now Thanks what, for having us. How, how'd you get involved in this and Wade? Oh, well, I saw Andy last week over at the Beehive, and he said, man, we, we've been needing to get you up there for a podcast, and Bucky and Les Bowman have been up here before, and I, I guess Bucky kind of wrote me into the deal. And If you're as good a guess as Les is, Les, that's I, I Les I is ha- funny. I don't have near the stories Les has. Lester the molester. He will throw anybody under the bus. I mean, he named Bucky's wife Squirt because she had the shit. Oh, <laughs> I know. I listen to the podcast I mean, as well as my dad and everybody else in Albany. They're like, gosh, mighty. Les is was he the funniest guy in Albany or one of them? He's one of the funniest guys I've ever been around with. Yeah, he's in my life. I, I, I want to get Les on here with Clay Reed. Oh gosh, that'd be good. Oh yeah, he calls him. He, he, he calls him Mountain Man from Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Les does. Yeah, he calls Clay Reed. <laughs> Them two together, is, it's a pretty good time. Now, uh, Les's wife, Oh Smokey, she I met her this summer at our Fourth of July deal. They bring the food truck up here, and she's a neat lady. She really is. She don't puts up a lot of Les's shit. No, I mean, she none. can handle her own. I yeah. promise you. Oh yeah, and she's got a fix for if you're sick or you need something fixed, call Smokey. Smoke She'll can, bring you any medicine. She'll get it done. Home remedies or just confiscated hospital remedies? Doesn't matter. A little of both. I got the flu one time in Oklahoma, and the people we live up, the Harris up there, Amy brung some, uh, Her they come over to the house one night where we lived at, and she, they brung some kind of voodoo witch medicine, and it had fucking, I think it had some dirt from under the toenails of a wicked witch on that shit. It was smelled... He says, if you'll drink this, you won't be sick anymore. And then her husband's like, yeah, just drink it. I'm like, fuck, you drink this shit. <laughs> I took one with that shit, and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, you drink this. You'll be so sick from something else, you won't even know you had anything else done. That was horrible. But there's some home remedy shit that, oh, yeah. that works. Ivermectin. Oh, yeah. We're, te- we're, we're team Ivermectin here. Got a bottle on my bathroom counter. I t- we, every two to three weeks, we take it to the house. Michelle goes, I think we need some more Ivermectin. I put the old syringe out, and she told me the other day, she goes, Give me some extra because I'm going to take it with wine, and that way it won't kill it off. It's My okay. dose is so large, I just take about once every six weeks. <laughs> yeah, I take it three. What do you? How, many, how much do you take? I take three. You take three? Yeah. I take two and a half to three cc's every two, three yeah. weeks. Two, two, eight to three, just whatever I draw up. Don't do it with Mexican food. Oof. Really? Oh, man. Cleaned we, him out. We'll clean you out. Don't Eric, put it in a beer either. 
that clean you out also? Well, it just fizzes out the top, and you waste the Ivermectin in the beer. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, you want to do that. But I, I, we were when we were in Mexico, they they go in the back, empty your deal, and I come out, and he's like, "You're negative." I said, "Well, fuck yeah, I'm on pro staff Ivermectin around here. I ain't even worried about that shit." There it is, right there. Oh fuck, I'm still on the shitty internet, so this might take till tomorrow to load up. <clears throat> Hook it over real quick. I take take too long, Jeff. No. We are That's Starlink people. Elon Musk, I want to thank you so much. Tony and Harry are not what I would call technologically savvy. <laughs> and they put that motherfucker together in about 10 minutes. Really? It was no time at all. Here they, he comes right they, here. They drilled a hole through the wall, and that was it. That's in Spain somewhere. See, I could probably ski on that. <laughs> well, ski king here. Look he at could. it, though. That's fucking. That's pretty crazy. That's wild. That crazy. Do you know where the word ski king comes from in this family? No. My dad, in the early 60s, my dad used to water ski a lot. Said that Lake Ontario up by Buffalo, Kansas, and this pink Cadillac pulled up, pulling a pink boat with two black guys in it. And this black guy, they old jet boat, blah 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 blah, and they put this old boat in the water, go down there, and oh ski, this guy puts on these skis and takes his ski rope and wraps them around his fucking wrist, and he stands on the end of the dock with these ski with, with these skis on, and Dad said everybody's watching him. <laughs> the guy in the back says, "Are you ready, Ski King?" This guy goes, ready to go, daddy-o. Boom. Blah, blah, blah. They said, pew, shot that son bitch off the fucking deal. He was, <laughs> rope, uh, was tied, rope to it. tied around that son bitch. That's a drug him for a quarter of a mile underwater. Some bitch come up. <laughs> Gosh, damn. <laughs> they said, laugh my ass off. Are you ready, Ski King? Ready, ready to, to go, go daddy-o. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. I said, well, how'd the skiing go, Dad? Said, Never saw him again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shit. So turkeys are gobbling. That's it. What, when does the season start? First Check. week? April 2nd. April 2nd? Yep. So nobody... That's long. I've noticed the difference between Albany and Knox City. It's people stay in Albany that grow up there. Nobody in Knox City stays home hardly. Out of your class, Andy, you graduated with 30 people. How many people still live here? Just me. That's it. Out of your whole class. There's no jobs here. I think. Yeah. That's pretty close. Yeah. I mean, in the class above you, there's not... But really and truly, I mean, there's not a whole lot of my classes. There's not? I mean, there's some, but you'd be surprised. More people move out than Uh, stay. I'd say there's a handful of people, you know, once they're married and have kids, they, you know, move back. Usually venture back. um, Life in a small town is great. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. And I've probably got, I don't know, five or six out of my class that are still around. Y'all's whole little running crew, y'all kind of all stayed around. Yeah. I mean... A couple of them cowboy, a couple of them are in the oil field. Now, what do you do full-time? So, I oversee a couple of ranches over there in Albany um, and run all their hunting and, you know, kind of day-to-day operations. And then... So, do you do the ranch day-to-day operations or just the hunting operations? I mean, it's... They kind of overlap on both of them. The one ranch, we don't run any cattle on. So, it's just a... It's a little over 20,000 acres, strictly hunting. Where all those big-ass deer come people, <laughs> people up north are like, 20, God, am I 20? They, they just can't fathom 20,000 acres is one ranch. Right. And then um, there's another family that has the cows on the ranch north of Albany. And so that ranch is just strictly hunting. And then our family has a ranch south of Albany. And so I helped my dad with our cattle operation. So... What's the nice. website that's got all these big deer on it? It's on Instagram, right? Texas Buck, Texas Buck Registry. Okay. So hey, we're going to go through this. How old, how old are you? I'll be 30 at the end of this month. 30 years old. And you've not grown up yet, really, have you? No. I was telling Bucky on the way up here, I, we celebrated his 30th birthday, I guess, seven years ago. 
And uh, I thought, damn, 30s, that's old. And, <laughs> and now I'm here. And How old is got, Zach? 28. Do you know yeah. Zach? No, he's 29. I've, I've been around Zach a little bit. God you bless know. you. Oh, heck, he's a great guy. He is a great guy. He's he's Zach though. He's calmed down a bunch. Oh yeah, he's he, the reason I have gray whiskers is because of Zach. <laughs> Zach made me age a lot in a couple of years. He a lot of spirit. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna pay for that with one of his daughters, Landon. I don't know. She yeah, I think more wild. than I think more than Dylan too, because Dylan's more. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because Dylan does not like attention and stuff. Landon's gonna be a little Zach. Yeah. Have you appeared shit. on this Texas Buck Registry more than anybody else yes. in the history of Texas Buck Registry? And he it's has. gonna take a minute. Now, are yeah. you are you a self promoter? There's, there's my girlfriend. Yeah, there's his girlfriend, top middle. That's her. Yeah. yeah. What's her name? Madeline Jordan. She's a good looking girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Real. Oh, wow. Wow. Look at yeah. that. Look at the deer. Seven and a half, ten point. Low fence. Shackleford County. He we shot that deer in. Now, how long have you January. been dating this girl? I'm fixing to put somebody on the spot right here. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I told I told Bucky I'd, I'm going to guide you through this. Oh, yeah. No, so um, I was actually no. supposed to go to a wedding in Dallas kind of the end of October and um, had hunters in at the ranch, and I told my parents, I said, I can't make it. And they said, well, you need to go to this engagement party in Abilene. And I said, well, I've got hunters in. I don't, I don't have the time. I don't want to go over there. And they just kept hounding me. They said, you've got to go over there. You know, you need to represent our family. We'll come to find out it was a whole setup. Deal. I could, I, I had that coming. And up. so, anyway, met Madeline that night, and uh, she actually reached out to me. She said, "Hey, you know, would you want to go get drinks sometime?" And I said, "Hell, hey, let's just I'll, get this over with." Yeah, I'll, I'll take you to dinner. And so, I are you, you Mormon? Know. Is this like a setup, prearranged marriage? No, type no, deal? no. Didn't know. Kind of family friends, and okay. but I, you know, she grew up in Abilene, and I didn't know her until that party. And, and now, how many years anyway, ago was this? Are we living together no, this, now? No, this was just this, this was, was just this, in October. Yeah, this past October. Okay, so you're coming up on yeah. deer, and you're letting so, her shoot big deer like that. Well, that was kind of a management deer. Oh, that's no, a management a, deer. One thirty six and six eight. You met her in October. Quarter. Yeah. When did she shoot that deer? January. Yeah. So three months later. Yeah. So, are y'all living together? No, no. She no. lives in Abilene, and I stay out at the ranch. Hmm. So are, is this like marriage oh, coming shit. up down the road? <laughs> Sorry. I think someone's living in some sin. No, that means, of course I, not. I recommend that. You should. About as no. much sin as Andy yeah. and Jesse live. Yeah. You should oh, yeah. live together for at least 18 months before you get married. Guaranteed. Figure, figure everything out. There's they need to out. wash your drawers. I've, when, heard, I've heard you say that on past I'm podcasts. I'm telling you. If, if they can't wash your dirty laundry, yeah. then. If you can't walk in the bathroom and they've got the shower running because they're taking a dump, but they don't want you to know they're there, and you walk in and the stink and the smell, and the if that don't knock you down, then you know that's the one for you. Yeah, but Am I telling you the truth, Bucky? Yeah, for sure. I mean, sure. that's true, yeah. They, they try to, to camouflage a, it. There still needs to be a level of romance. I wouldn't. What are you talking about? Shitting with the door open and yeah. all that. I didn't say shitting with the door open. I said when you go in the bathroom, when they've been running the shower and they got it all steamed up and they're yeah, like, they've but, been showered. But and you walk in, you're like, whoa, they weren't showering. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I find that romantic, you know? Huh? I do not. No <laughs> shit. There's nothing romantic about that. There, no, that, that, no that she's trying to hide it. Which but you, you need to live with that girl for the, a while. The... Uh, up there in the top right oh, corner. Oh, yeah, the top right. He does not want to talk about his relationship. No, no, we're good. She's a sweet girl, though. We've, we've had a great time. and um, that actually, Was was that the WB? Uh, that was Pecan Grove. Oh, Pecan yeah. Grove. So but, do you know, like, basically, any time a big deer's taken in Shackleford County? Well, like, this is one of their ranches. Oh, this one is? Yeah. So yeah. that was one of y'all's yeah. hunters? Yeah. yeah. That was a, a brother of one of the 
cousins. Okay, now um, all this is low fence. It's all low fence, native genetics. I mean, we supplemental feed. We feed a lot of protein. Um, so you can get that with just protein? That deer was actually not on protein. That ranch we don't feed. Um, he, that's just a Shackford County. Yeah, that's, your, that's just a native deer. What's the biggest deer you shot this year? The biggest one? I, so I shot a deer opening day two? that was 202. We, we had him officially scored. He was 202 and three eighths. Um, and killed him with a bow opening day. And it was just a, it's a deer of 10 lifetimes. And but bow, you're going to try to shoot a bigger one next year. No, I, <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I guess just hard done the same thing you did. Well, I so I worked for a guy named Casey Jones, and the week before the opening of bow season, I literally I put my hand on Casey's shoulder and I said, "Casey, you really need to go hunt this deer and see if you can get a shot on him." I said, "He's spectacular." I said, "He's he'll be the biggest deer that's ever taken off the ranch." He said, "I don't have any z- desire." He said, "Go kill him opening day." And Casey so, sounds like a good dude. Yes, sir. He packed his bags right there. <laughs> he, uh, I was hoping you were going to try to talk him out of that, huh? <laughs> I said, oh, oh I, did. I, I did, I did. And anyway, so he was in Fort Worth and hunted the deer that morning, and he came into the, the feeder setup, and I had a coyote come in out of the west and anyway spooked the deer, and I thought, well, hell, he'll come back in in the next five to ten minutes. Deer never showed back up, and. So I, I texted Casey. I said, he's a monster. He said, well, bring him in. And so I went back that afternoon. And anyway, killed that deer. And he went 202. And then one of our buddies, JT Bowman, who helps me guide a lot and helps I'm gonna on the stop, ranch. I'm going to stop you right quick. The last podcast was Stoner. And we were t- you were talking about this Wade get excited. Yeah. You should have seen the video, the Snapchats of him walking up to this deer. Really? You couldn't you couldn't make out anything he said. <laughs> All you could do was you just had to look at the antlers. It was hilarious. It it was, you know, I, and I I guess rightfully so though. Yeah. So back to my story, but so then JT thirty minutes later shoots another deer that goes damn near one ninety, scores one eighty nine, makes all time typical Boone and Crockett book. Is JT kin to Les? Yeah, little yes, cousin. Little okay. cousin. I think I met JT. Well, there he's on here. We'll show him a picture. Yeah. He looks just like him. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have Huge to go. Huge head. Huge head. <laughs> poor mom. Yeah. <laughs> scrolling. It's, there, there'll be a ways, ways down there. Yeah, what they're what gonna... month am I in anyway? Oh. Um, so when you... And this is Texas see... Buck Registry on Instagram, right? Yeah. yeah. They well, have a, a, a WWW website. Yeah, too. if you... Well, those are just my deer that are on the... Weeks ago. I'll scroll way down. Yeah, it's going to be. It'll I mean, be October. October. But whenever you're doing this, 202, like, that doesn't even. What does he look like compared to, like, a regular size deer? Like the 140 that your girlfriend shot? Well, that one right there is 178. So add no, f- he's not. We, yeah. yeah y'all, no, y'all he, was, he was over 180. Yeah. Because we, we got in an we, argument with Jamie that night. Yeah, and we scored and him right there on that table. You wouldn't have been so proud what, of us. Well, I don't care. <laughs> what, did, what did he score? 180. He was 183 or 184. Okay, well, I've been lying to everybody for you. So, but yeah. you still had 20 inches to that deer. That's yeah. a big deer. Right. Yeah. Frame wise, he looks a lot like that deer, but he's got, he had 18 or 19 scoreable points and a bunch of kickers. What do you weigh body wise? Well, that's what, so we, we guessed all these deer just off of trail camera pictures, you know, throughout the summer and um, kind of in September. And I, I had all of them from 180 to 170. And, and, but we were going off a 150, 160 pound body, and all of the deer we shot this year were 200 to 220 pounds. See, I live bet, weight. I wonder what that deer's an Iowa deer, so I'm betting that deer weighed that 250 at least, maybe yeah. closer to 300. There's you, Bucky. But, yeah, 
that was Buck's deer. So do I need to keep going down? So that yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty good ways past this one. One sixty-two. I mean, I can't your imagine. Biggest deer you've ever shot? No, sir. What's the biggest you've shot? One sixty-five and seven eighths. That's damn. I'm, but I mean, I'm, I'm perfectly happy. I don't care. I mean, wait, yeah. You ain't going. Let that, me tell you something. That's, that's a ghost a, you're going against right there. That's the prettiest deer I've ever killed right, right. there. A two hundred yeah. class deer on a true low fence is as good as you can get. And what gets me, if you put your two hundred class deer and you put that on a website, that dickhead that's going to talk shit about you on the fucking Facebook every, every all time. the time. Well, God, you know There's I do that. Way shit. Oh, yeah. time. oh, that one right there. That's yeah. a, that's, that's a that's my that's a cool. That's deer. a deer he killed when Stoner was at the ranch. Oh. That was, that was a funny story. How many fucking deer you kill this year, young man? <laughs> I, just, I, I, I shot those two. <laughs> MLD tags are a good thing. <laughs> the funny story on that, so KC was actually hunting that deer, and the rut rolled around, and I told him, I said, this deer is not going to come back into this feeder where we had a, a bow set up, and KC was wanting to shoot him with his bow. I said, he's going to be in this wheat field. I said, he does it every year, and I said, just take your rifle down there and kill him before he breaks up a bunch of antlers and um anyway he said no i want to bow hunt him i said i'll go down there and sit and just see if the deer comes in he mm -hmm. said no take your rifle he said if you right sit middle bottom left yeah that, that's another, that's another one. deer that's little rob's deer that come off the same ranch Good see but we all guessed that deer at high 150s and he was 172? 172 yeah 173 so you got your boss lets you shoot this other deer too yeah well he so he tells me he says take your rifle he said, if you see him, kill him. He said, the deal is, if you shoot the deer, you don't get to, we're going to put the antlers in the ranch house. And I said, I'm perfectly fine. I shot a 200-inch deer yeah. opening weekend. <laughs> and yeah, no, yeah, don't, don't mean don't, to brag. Yeah, no, but big, no, no big, big deal. deal. I don't want that little, that little <laughs> scrub buck. You no, the 150. And, and so, sure enough, about 5.30 that evening, the deer came out and ran right by my pickup, came up out of the river, and spooked at my truck. Well, he runs within 10 yards of the blind right beside me and i'm thinking oh my gosh that drop time's hanging off his right left there, side far left top old man max, that's another deer that come off wades max spurgeon we missed hey. that one by 20 about 10 <laughs> 10 15 inches 185 what? you thought it was 170 yeah off the pictures we we so we killed so opening day we shot the 202 and the 189 and then our game warden the following day kills a 197 on that Sunday. So well, he, I bet he catches shit from them other game warden guys. Oh, he's caught shit from everybody <laughs> in the county. Yeah. What kind of deal? Um, are you, what, what are you letting yeah, them get by with over there? there? How many deer is Wade actually shooting? Uh -huh. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> and so, so we had this guy in town, and that deer walked out the following morning, and the guy's never shot a deer with his bow uh -huh. and is freaking out. We watched this deer for an hour and a half before he gets a shot opportunity on him. And he shoots the feeder leg underneath the deer <laughs> and shatters his arrow. And so we wound up, we shot the deer the following week. But that morning when we saw him, I, I figured he was going to be north of 180. When Wade sent that picture, that group message between him and my whoa, cousin. Whoa, go, hold on just a minute. Go, go down. Right there on the far right. What that deer score right there? Do you know? Mm, he was 189. Yeah. Where was that? A Monte, Monte County. County. Yeah, God that's up there by. That's around the Kona and shit. Yeah, that, they got some giant deer up there on the Red River. That is a big some ass big deer. deer. Good lord, it's cool that he's kind of still in velvet too. So what were you saying, Wade? You you shot the two hundred two. Well, we had an opportunity to add that little buck to our stringer of oh, opening yeah. weekend, and, then he, and, and the, he he shot the feeder leg and missed it. So, but was the two hundred two the biggest? Wade right there and JT and Jake. Yeah. 
I don't know why they put that picture of all. There, scroll to the right, right there, Andy. One more. Yeah. There's. Good lord. Two oh two and one ninety eight. No. That's one ninety eight, right? No. That that was what we scored him. Oh, but we actually, and, and then we we had a official Boone and Crockett measure scoring to put him in the book, and he went two oh two and three eight. Is that the biggest deer in Texas this year? No, no. There was in hell. There was actually one, which this is kind of yeah. under yeah. undercover, but there was a two oh nine shot in Albany this yeah, year as so, well. The, well. The no, ranch nobody's supposed to talk about. Yeah. No, and no. We, we we can't disclose where it was killed, but but there that was the second biggest deer in the county this it year. It wasn't so. real far from where that. That's what's fucking so crazy the, is that's the second biggest in that county. So the two oh nine that was shot. Is somebody that's on a private ranch, they don't want nobody to know because they don't want nobody fucking with their stuff. Correct. This guy's real private. No, I mean, it, it, it's like, it's a game how secretive he can be on just, 209. Yeah. And shot, shot it with a bow. I mean, it, it was a legit what, deal. What's crazy, nobody else is going to get in there to hunt anyways. Y'all got that stuff. <clears throat> how many acres of deer land over there are cultivated good deer hunting property? How many, half a million acres? Just on our side, the northwest part of the county. So it's the from, the from yeah, Stasny's. From from one eighty out of going west out of Albany. Oh, one, yeah, one, JT's deer. Really, I would even go ahead and say God, he does look like fucking Les. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> oh shit! Good job, Jeff. Knock the light down. So how and, many? And then our game warden is the the deer, right there. So you um, were saying how many acres you have? But I, well, I I don't know. I, I think the line is. Just anywhere west of Albany, you could even go south of town, west and north. The the two eighty three line yeah. all the way through the county. That Any, Callahan divide west. that runs from Coleman to Seymour, that fault line, and it, it is it's rank. I'm gonna tell you the, the what makes that area good is it's fucking tornado chase weather. It sucks right there because you, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. When you get when you leave Haskell, and you go towards Throckmorton. Or if you go to Albany and you go back towards Stanford, there are no roads back in there. You can't go nowhere. Reed Timmer yeah. messaged me on Facebook two years ago. He was at my entrance and somebody told him to message me on Facebook. And he asked me, and we were in Munster, and I was like, son of a bitch, I missed my all times. <laughs> yeah. We'd have went all over that ranch chasing tornadoes, I promise <laughs> He's you. He's going to be on here in a couple of weeks. Heck yeah. So I can't wait to have him I'm fascinated with that guy. Um, we, uh, that. But that area through there, you can't chase it all, Mike. When I'm chasing, no, it's private it, land. There's no county sucks. roads. Nothing. I, I hate it. I mean, if I, if I get to Haskell and a storm's going west, you're done. You and, and even if it goes north towards Miller Creek, there's yeah. nowhere to get through. You yeah. can't get. There's nowhere to go in there. What's that shit on his velvet? Just oh, velvet, velvet, velvet that he hadn't rubbed velvet. off yet. So his dad's the federal, or was the? Is he still a federal game warden? I don't know if he still is, but. Uh, Jake was raised up in Nebraska, and his he dad's would, still a still involved. I think he's still a game warden up there. Yeah. I don't know that he's. I would love to have a federal guy on yeah. with us. Ru he, Russ Mort's a he's an awesome guy. We I, duck hunted Jake's with him awesome this year. Too. I Jake played ba baseball at Nebraska. Really, he's starting third baseman. Oh, does Blake know this? I don't know if he oh, does. Oh Jesus, if he does, oh boy, he'll be getting his underwear signed by him. <laughs> so, do these deer that are this big do they run around with like normal deer, or are they just by themselves? No, they all had yeah, I mean, regular running buddies. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is we could have killed all of these deer last year, and they were kind of 170, 175 type deer. And, it, and, and we, just, we just all decided they look like they're five and a half. We're going to give them a year and chance it. You know, and a lot of times you may – one of those deer may have died during the winter, yeah. you know, get in a fight, get sick. Um, but, yeah, we had a great spring and summer, tons of rainfall, great pasture conditions, feed – 
you know, and genetics. Hell, we go so bill hunting the other day and find a set of sheds that's going to be 180. Wow. Yeah. Compared to this year, it's not looking good for next year. No. We no. need some rain bad. No. Like, you guys are battling fires every fucking time the wind blows, and we got a big I wind today. I keep checking my phone. <laughs> wait, my dad the just called me, and I'm like, okay, he hadn't called back, so we're doing good. <laughs> it's been 13 minutes since he's called. So. But, I mean, that's an issue. Yeah. Every fucking day it's an issue. Jamie's lost 6,000 acres this year already. And if we got rain, it would come back with greener and oh, stronger yeah. and better yeah. be okay. But it's not looking like we're going to get any fucking rain. No. We we'll got you know, a chance Monday. I saw Monday. well Reed just now. I got a, a message that I'm on with them guys. Not not Reed personally, so I don't want everybody thinking me and him are buddy buddies because we're not. I wish we were, but uh, they're they're big hailstorms tonight between Lot and Oklahoma. Saw that earlier. And uh, back to the east and a little bit further south. Well, fuck, it's just always a hundred miles from us, yep. and we need that bad. We it's going to take bad, bad, bad storms for us to catch up on our rain. Oh yeah. And I tell people like, oh, we don't have no storms. We hope we get a little rain. Let me tell yeah, you, we'll the, the rain three, we need, we yeah, need three inches well, in an hour. Yes. Big rain, thunderheads. It drops three inches in forty-five minutes, and we we baseball need size hail. The dry line where I go chase every day. It's muggy every day. And it, what do you always say, Andy? It feels like 1979 again. 1979. <laughs> Walk outside. Feels like 19, it feels like Wichita Falls, 1979. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but that's what we need. We need storms every day, and we haven't had right. them at all. But that's what you need. Same with our quail. The quail population's way off. Way Turkeys. down. Yeah, turkey. yeah. We, our, our, yeah. I mean, I would say countywide, the turkey population's way down. Do you think the eye worms are hurting y'all? On the quail, I think it's a combination of a ton of factors. And... I, there, I mean, you know, there's been millions and millions of dollars spent in research on what's happened to the quail, and nobody has an answer. No, somebody said, shit, I was in business five, six, seven years, so 25 years ago said that by quail will be extinct by 2010 or something, and native quail in Texas. Well, they're not very far off. They're, they, no, we, no, they're not extinct, no, but, but they're but fucking hurting. The interesting <clears> thing, though, is you back up to, like, 2017, 18 really even 19 but we had great rainfall years mm -hmm. 40 plus inches we had broom weed from one end of the county to the next whether you stocked it with cows whether you didn't have any cows and there were quail from one end to the other yeah they and come it, back and, fast and it, and it didn't matter if you've been managing for it if you mm -hmm. had cactus no cactus there were quail everywhere and so you know everybody always asks me well what's the deal with the quail and i my answer is it's all indicative on rainfall and, and the timing of that rainfall. You know, I, I think you've got to have moisture throughout the summer months to, you know, hatch your eggs. And then, you know, you've got to have grasshoppers for the little birds to eat. And we we have not just, helped ourselves with the pesticides we spray. That has wiped no, out a lot of the bugs, which is part of their food. Right. And, and the moisture problem is the deal. Another thing, too, let's, let's be honest, quail are pussies. They're, a, they're the bottom of the food chain. They're, yeah. they're looking for a place to die. Yeah, they really the are. I mean, they, they don't fucking live very long, but they're pussies. They don't. No. They, they can't handle any kind of no. They're terrible. Anything at all, and they stress them out and they die. Yeah. And and I hope they come back again. But I I know that the uh, what's the damn shit ant fire ants. Yeah. Fire they ants. say fire ants are really bad to them. And same right. with pheasants. But but the interesting thing on the I, I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago about the fire ants, but in those rainfall years. You know, your fire ants show up when when everything is wet. Yes. Yeah. Well, those years when we had 40-plus inches of rain, there was a, a fire ant bed, you know, every six feet anywhere right. you went. Yeah. And, you know, we have an explosion of birds. So, mm -hmm. that I, I don't know. It, it's a it's a weird situation. I, makes sense. I, don't, I don't think anybody I, really has the answer. I never thought a freeze 
in February would affect the dove population oh like it gosh. did. And it, it wiped was, out the dove population. It was terrible. Yeah. I had a guy message me today. They got a whole weekend booked, and he was like, did y'all get any dove back? I said, we've got white wings in town now are starting to come back. I said, the, the morning doves will repopulate they, they're, they're, right. real fast. I mean, they can go from bad to quick, you know, to a ton of birds real fast. But I said, no one ever would have thought that it cold because the birds that stay in the Dakotas, they're around it. Is that freezing rain and that cold just wiped out? You know, there was trees with 100 dead dove under them. Oh, hell, <clears> during <throat> that snow apocalypse or whatever, I mean, you just go out in the morning the road. and, hell, there'd be seven or eight dead ones laying on your porch yep. they'd be on the bumper of the pickup i mean it i don't know it, it was it wiped them out i don't care to ever live through another no. one of those spells in my terrible. life fuck no i always wanted to live up north but i was no. Yankee for about seven days and that was enough of that shit <laughs> it was no. cold oh, and miserable they're uh, built for it though like we we don't no. have the infrastructure here no. oh, when yeah. the power went out, out like they can laugh at us all they want up north we were fucked when the power. We got went out. lucky. We didn't lose power not one time. Uh, we we didn't, didn't in my house either. We did. We roughed it. It's because I'm like the nails. You, it's just who you are. It's just, who, exactly it's just it who you know. Our power went off. I called Jeff. I was like, "Well, is it dark at your house? No. Nice and toasty. Lights yeah. are still on. We're watching TV. Hmm. We lost it at the ranch because we have a big cake barn. It's got manual doors on it, and I parked all of our tractors and stuff in there. When my dad went and got them and parked them in his new shop that has electric doors. Oh on. shit. Fire went out. Couldn't get anything out. <laughs> we, uh, I, I put on Facebook, I said, well, they're going to turn off all the grid except for two or three streets. And I said, and they're not going to on mine because I talked to the guy. And then they didn't do mine, but I was on the hospital grid. Well, I was just fucking kidding. Well, people thought, well, I'm the fucking guy. Judge right there. <laughs> You're the bad guy. Yeah. The damn judge. Yeah, he fucking pulled strings and shit. That's a bunch of bullshit. Well, buy a house on my street. There you go. <laughs> my kids were so excited, though. Power went out. They wanted to camp out in the living room and... Hell yeah. yeah. We had a good old time. You got a fireplace? Yeah. Oh, one, yeah. one day. About day four or five, it would have been enough, though. Yeah, I mean, we were only with... with we. I don't even think we were without power for 48 hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all would have been moving in with us again. Might have been having another grandkid. Never sure know, Jess. <laughs> well, we sure saved a lot of money on that not happening. Good <laughs> deal. Send the kids to judge's house, and me and Jess, you're going to rough it. Mm. Well, I'll take the we'll grandkids. We'll figure it out. I, you know what? I wouldn't mind having another grandson now. I wouldn't at all. Y'all go ahead. I wish no. I would. I'll send you miles for a little while. That's fine. He's a, he's a little shit. I'd like enjoy being around him. Oh, man. He got to come catch horses with us this morning in the dark, and then we went and gathered some bulls, and he got to trail some bulls up. He just he thought he was the coolest guy in the world this morning. A kid can get more education doing stuff like that than he can in a school, especially yeah. today yeah. in school. I mean, fuck you. Well, I'm going to change the subject real quick, <clears throat> not to talk bad about your son or getting away from your son, but did you see where that fucking she-male she or whatever the heck you call that thing that's swimming in Pennsylvania uh, <clears throat> won the NCAA prelims yep. today and setting a record and stuff? And the women's groups, where the fuck are they at? I mean, that is about as much against women right. as can. And now the time woman of the year is that fucking chick with a dick that's the hospital secretary, whatever it is, that, that thing, uh, Rachel Levine or whatever it is, the guy. Oh, Biden put oh, in for yeah, the secretary, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, secretary of Health, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know? great big son. Yeah, a big, fat, unhealthy, bikini-wearing fat ass is going to be called a, is yeah. the Secretary of Health. Doesn't make sense. At least sense. get some fucker up there if he's going to be gay that's in shape. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, Gay Pete. Shit. Let's put Gay Pete up there. Yeah, that's least, exactly right. At least he can talk. This just goes mm. to show you that there's <clears> nothing <throat> that a man can't do better. Yeah. That's true. We can even be women better I than mean, women and the, can be. The guy swimming has got a disadvantage. He's trailing a dick in the water. That's got to be slowing him down a little bit. I, I mean, mean, shit, they don't think nothing of that. There's just there's nothing out there that a man can't do better than a woman, oh, including Lord. being a woman. 
I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just speaking facts. Nevada. We're four. We're, I think miss. we're four years running. Ever since Caitlyn Jenner won it, there's been a a, a a man win Woman of the Year every year since Caitlyn Jenner. So, fuck, we're just on a roll. I guess so. I like my pussy without balls. I so, do too. I mean, I just. What do you think, Wade? Amen to that. Okay. <laughs> Wade's a little quiet over here. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but uh, it just blows my mind that people accept this shit. Like, there's somebody right now that. Oh, look at her. She is so. She is so brave. I'm so proud of her. No, she's no. got a dick. That ain't yeah, a her. He's brave. Yeah. And fighter, fighter. The woman fighter of the year last year was a dude. The woman so, fighter. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, oh, imagine. How, yeah. how does that yeah. work? Yeah. He transitioned to being a woman, and he well, got know, he got into cage I mean, fighting. Yeah, toughest I, toughest woman on the planet was a dude last year. What about the the high school kid that was a wrestler? Like, didn't he like dominate and like hurt oh, a bunch yeah. of girls or something? So did this. So did this chick. I, um, I want to see some dude though, some UFC fighter come out a guy and beat the fuck out of that gal. Yeah. I do. I want to see him. And show, you know, you're not fighting a woman now. Fight a man. Well, he can just yeah. yeah he like, can just identify. Andy her. said he could whoop Ronda Rousey's ass in a heartbeat. I never said that. Fallon Fox was a, was yeah. Is, I remember that now. But I mean, he, this individual is a man went through puberty. Like she didn't transition until her late twenties. So I mean, she's got the she had the testosterone for a long time, but she just dominated. That was the cover. <laughs> you know, world's damn, toughest woman. Yeah, bullshit. There are guys making fun of him, and you know damn well the Pennsylvania boys swimming got the men's swim yeah, team are making guy. fun of that fucking dude. Oh yeah. Oh, I would be big time. I, I wish the girls at the NCAA meet tonight when they go to do that race. I wish all the other girls wouldn't swim. Yeah, just let him swim by himself. I don't think. Stand there I don't think Fallon go. Fox disclosed that she had gone through for the longest time i think she was just murking these poor girls and then they're like wait a second something's up we reach, need we need to look reach at down there and feel the franken beans <laughs> <laughs> you know damn well it's fucking not right i know there was a ufc fighter or not at ufc but an mma fighter that didn't disclose that they had gone through do girls wear cups <laughs> i would think so have you seen the video it's a street fight and the yes, girl is on top just beating it. the piss out of this girl and the girl bites her clit like grab her, and that girl goes from real tough to screaming bloody murder. Like let go, cause she, I mean, gets a mouthful. No <laughs> shit. Yeah. I'll find it. It's hilarious. Got the she's old snap. Got the old snap bean going. I mean, she's beating the shit out of her, and, and she gets like on in her the face, bathroom, and she reaches up and bites her right in the middle of it. And I mean, she gets real <laughs> not tough anymore. Oh shit. Mm. <laughs> it's uh. It's a pretty good fight for a little while. But a, a guy fighting with a girl, I mean, that's just that's it's stupid. the stupidest bullshit no. in the world. It's not fair for me to fight him. He flipped around and hit me with his cock in the head. You know, it's not fair. It's I can't like, do that shit. Why don't Cowboy <laughs> just identify as a woman for one fight and go fight her? Why don't you barrel race? They got men's barrel racing. That's embarrassing. I mean, it is to me. But <laughs> I mean, that's embarrassing. <laughs> if some guy come in here, cowboy guy, and he told me, I said, what do you do? You're a bronc rider? I'm a no, barrel I'm racer. a barrel racer. I like, mm. I like my horses broke, not broke, running Broke back off. mountain. My yeah. horses are told not to run off, so. Yeah. Did you watch the uh, American? I did. I missed it this year. So we, we were that was one of the town. best rodeos I've seen I, in a long time. I love that rodeo. I don't even watch rodeos, and I like they it. They took I, that crossfire rule out in the team roping, and Mister, it got wicked fast. I, I'm gonna one year. I want to go to that. We were, I guess, in Mexico probably when that was on this year. No, we last weekend. No shit. Two weekends ago. Two weekends ago. Yeah, two yeah. weekends ago. I, I want to. I, lo I love that. I watch that rodeo every it was a good year. Rodeo. I'm gonna go watch y'all rodeo one time. I haven't you been to, to Ranch Roundup since I was a single man, and I went just for the nightlife. The Wichita Falls Ranch Roundup. Yeah, we're not in that one anymore. Before the little girl jumped out of the car and got killed, yep. was a blast. Hold on, I don't know what it just did. Western Heritage Mother's Day weekend. Come on. There's always something going on that weekend. Western Heritage. Let me tell you something. That's the weekend Andy graduated from Tech. 
and Zach did the biggest bitch cry fast about this deal. Because he couldn't go to the rodeo. Oh, he was rodeo. fucking pissed the well, whole the, time. The hair is like a national oh, holiday. Well, it was for him. He was he was very upset the whole time. Just pissed. I just won't go. I don't want to have to go to this stupid thing. Blah, 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 blah. So we drove home. And boy, we were home three minutes. And he was gone to the Western Heritage. Damn right. Pretty Dang. fun weekend. Is Brown, what if Brandon's going to be selling his spurs up there? Probably. If anybody wants to buy a spur, what all does he sell? Because I'm going to say the wrong shit. Just buckles and spurs, and I don't know if he makes any bitches or not. Right here. Was it Brand? Is it Brandon Bradley? Yeah, Brandon Bradley. Bradley. Spurs. Bradley Good kid. Spurs. Great kid. Good friend of ours. Is it one of Zach's best buddies? <laughs> Hang on, I'll rewind it. She does. She grabbed a hold of that son of a bitch. World star. Oh damn. Oh, he's whooping her ass. Until that here. That was. <laughs> Speaking like a Comanche. Now the dude keeps. Now the dude's kicking her. Oh, fuck that. Mm. I got bit in a fight crazy. one night. Two girls were fighting, and I was the only one that would back it up. A bunch of fucking quail there, and them other guys were all pussies. They wouldn't do shit, and so I got in the middle of it, and I broke it up, and I stuck it in my hand in between them and pulled them apart. And this one girl, I'm not going to say the B word because she might whip my ass. And she, she likes to call me out on Facebook anyway. She bit me on the web of my fucking hand right there. Hurt the baby. Oh, fuck. And then the, the whole fucking, um, the, we were on a deck, up, not a patio deck upstairs. I can't remember what the hell you call thing. The whole thing fell off. The building oh, came off. Two stories, boys. The slowest ride down I've ever ever been on in my entire life. How was the landing? <laughs> it was for me. It was okay, but this girl with nice big hooters, she was hurt. She's on the bottom. She, she was she was hurting, and so she couldn't breathe hardly. And so Doctor Stanfield came in. There you go. I was like, hold on, hold on. I'm a doctor, so I, I was giving her a physical right there on the spot. And somebody put their light in my eyes. I was like, God damn it, take the mice out. Oh, sorry, Doc, sorry, Doc. And look up, it was a Wichita Falls policeman. I was like, oh, shit. Whoops. And ambulance got there. I kind of walked in the back and got away. And they was like, yeah, that doctor's here just a minute ago. Doctor's This one guy Doctor went <laughs> Doctor's gone. I'm 19 years old. Maybe, I think I was 18. And this guy I graduated with school with two months earlier. So I was 18. Two months earlier, goes, God, I didn't know Jeff was a doctor. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he went through the quick damn course. Right. <laughs> he went to the 90-day program. Yeah. That's great. Somebody's got to be a Democratic politician now. Dumber than hell. <laughs> God almighty. We were watching The American, and, like, how bad would it suck to be the, the healer? Because you do the heel first, and then the, no, you do the head, head first. first. How, the, and there were guys that were missing the head. It's like, how the fuck? That's the, you got the biggest target. It's funny because, like, the first round, to make it back, you had to be – it was 3-4 to 3-8. And, you know, Wesley Thorpe <coughs> from Throckmorton, they were 3-4. Mm -hmm. So they're a high-call team back. They had to be fast to win it. Well, they had a pretty odd steer. He just kind of slow poked it out of there. So, you know, that barrier is like, I don't know exactly how, how far it was there, but they had to really check up. Well, then that steer, when he hit the end of the barrier, he just kind of balked a little bit. Well, that, Cody caught him. Well, Wesley just tried to hurry up rope him and missed him, mm -hmm. but all he had to do was swing it one more time, and it was $50,000, you know, but we're not all in that same spot either, you know. He's just trying to be fast like he always is, but... But it's just, it's you're yeah. you're the biggest. To me, I've never roped anything in my life. But you'd figure fucking heads right there. It's huge. Just get the fucking horns and <laughs> yeah. you just got to do. You're fucking your teammate. That's simple. It's that simple. I don't understand why people make it harder but than it needs to be. Who's the toughest guy? A fucking saddle bronc rider, a bull rider, or the guy that's a steer wrestler? If you had to pick steer wrestlers, so that big big bronc. That's who you don't want to fight. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. 
just they're huge. Walk away. Have you rodeoed much? No, sir. You smart guy. You be, no. you beer drink at the rodeo. Now you, you you've done it all. Yeah. I've done a lot of it. You bull? Have you rode a bull? I'm not. I mean, I'm. Yeah, I'm not like <laughs> in, in a, a rodeo. Con, no, not in a rodeo. Would just, you? No, hell no. Well, you, you mean you aren't built to be bull riders? Well, shit, I'm they're not built guys. to be a bronc rider either. <laughs> well, I'm just, so a roper is what you're My for. ass and that saddle have gotten a fight a lot of times, and the ass is not one much. <laughs> That's the toughest kind. Like Clay. Clay Reed. Mm-hmm. Clay does a little bit of all that shit. Oh, yeah. But Clay's a different breed of cat anyway. You don't say. He's too big to be a bull rider. And don't have the weight but balance. Back but he, in the day, he wasn't. No, but when, when we were in school, yeah. Clay was not a big, big guy. No. He was just fucking crazy. Shit, 10 years ago, he wasn't a big guy. No, but he was a lot bigger than he was back then. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I can't imagine riding a bull. All the it's guys like the I wild knew cow that, milking. That's a yeah, tough that looks deal. Like, that it makes shitty. no gosh damn sense. I've never once seen somebody ride a bull on purpose at the ranch. I damn sure ain't seen them milk a cow for the hell of it. I've <laughs> No. And I tell you what, on the I end had, of a rope. I even put her in a chute and milk her in a bucket. That's my favorite thing to go watch. Yes. Well, I'm glad. Lot, there's a lot of out-of-shape motherfuckers yeah. trying to catch that oh. cow. <laughs> they, get there, they got one drip of milk left. Of that. Well, do you yeah. just have to have a little bit to get out of there? Just, just got to drip out. One drip out drip of out. It. it can be in the bottle, but if it does not come out of that bottle, it's a no time. Well, I'm telling you what, I watch. The smart guy's the guy who that. ropes the cow. Down there by the By judge. the damn jug. <laughs> Where, you got a little yeah. short, short jog. Last time I was yeah. a rodeo, when I got it at the other end, the guy's like, you, you dumb fucker, let it go. Let's get you back down oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> they got to haul ass all the way to the other yeah. end. That's the best part. And yeah. I got a mobility problem, so. See, I go to watch the crashes. It's like going to sprint car yeah. race. I got a funny video from the cow milking. When I, go oh, watch, yeah. when I go to sprint car race, I want to see someone get upside down. That's what I go to the races for. Oh, for sure. NASCAR, I want to see the fucking crash. So when I go to a rodeo, I want to see a crash. See if you can airdrop that to the laptop and I can put it on the big screen this so you can see it. This was at St- Red Steagall's Cowboy Gathering in Fort Worth. Stock is he still cars. alive? Yeah. No shit. Hey, how old is he now? Uh, old. 100? Uh, uh, old. He was a waiter at the Last Supper. He's an old fella, I'm telling you. <laughs> he was old when I was fucking kid. Uh, we always sing those sad cowboy songs. Oh, yeah. Songs. We were there at the rodeo. That's been... Oh, four or five years ago, and Jamie Nails' little boy Jack, mm-hmm. at the time he was, shoot, I don't know, eight or nine, and Red walked up and said hello to him, shook his hand. Jack goes, I'll be damned, that guy's name's Red Steagall, just like the rodeo. I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said he's the one I'll that puts damn. it on, Jack. Yeah. How, how old was Jack? Hell, he's eight years old. I'll be yeah. damned. I'll be damned. I'll be damned. We were, at, uh, we were at the Beehive one night eating dinner. And a family from Knox City and a bunch of us went to eat. And this, 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 it was all couples, but this one kid, a couple brought their favorite kid they had. They had th- like three kids, but one of them was their favorite. And they, they go in there, and they, first we go through the salad bar. Right. And that kid reaches up, and he's like, ooh, Daddy, what's that? He said, that's spinach. He goes, ooh, we don't like spinach, do we? He took it out of his mouth and put it Aww. back in the fucking salad bowl. I thought, I ain't eating that shit. So I got it from the other side <laughs> of the bowl. Then we sit down at the table, and they Hold bring this chicken fried steak up, and it's as big as this plate. And he goes, oh, yeah. God damn, Daddy, that's a big chicken <laughs> fry. And it's about eight years old. I was like, what the hell? So our, one of our buddies, Callan Wills, is on our rodeo team. He took the brunt of this, this whole cow milking right here. You'll see. Just play it. Shit, this is on TV and everything. Oh, yeah. Cowboy Channel. Okay. Boy, that looks Watch shitty. This. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, rolled over on who there? I rolled over That's on Tom Callen. <laughs> you should have heard the air come out of him when I hit him. <laughs> About like that. Oh. <laughs> we didn't let go, though. 
About like that old girl Les says you jumped on. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's an that's, a, that's an old podcast. We don't bring up old podcasts. So uh did Squirt like that old podcast? No. She did not? No. Was no. she mad at you? Yeah. Did your father in law like it? Uh-uh. He didn't like it either? So. I don't think so. So it was. Can we this, not can we talk about her it? Her name's Lacey, by the way. <laughs> okay, so you don't want me to call her Squirt no. anymore. Okay, I thought that was like her nickname. Like everybody, that just Les is that's that's just Les. Les, Les has a nickname for everybody over there. Does he call her that all the time? Still, every time he sees her. Does it piss her off, or does she not care if he says it? She doesn't care if he says it. The thing is, if if it pisses you off, it's uh, only going to get yeah. worse. We you have you a person like that around here. It's called Jeff Stanfield. <laughs> if something bothers you, you kind of duck and go with it. Yeah. If someone works here and they're like, that really bothers me. Oh, Game that bothers on. you? Okay, well, thank you for letting us know. <laughs> Game on. So uh, That's the one piece of advice I want my kids to understand. Take a joke, laugh about it, and it'll be over tomorrow. Yep. But if you fucking, if you let it dig in, they're going to ride gonna your yep. ass. Oh, yeah. Until yep. the end of time. Forever. What did, uh, why, on, on those rodeos, why don't y'all bring in some ringers, some real athletic people for certain things <laughs> like that? Not that oh. you're not athletic, but... Like Cedric from from Albany, he's a very athletic. <laughs> There's guy. more to it than that. What okay. I think is, is you guys know how to use your body, that, like and we it, know how to read a cow, right? And what her moves fixing to be, and if you got a guy like, say and said, like if you give him the bottle of milk, like we won the cow milking four years ago, and I ran the milk. No, I'm talking about a guy like him just holding on to the tail and then giving him the bottle and take off with it. Well. Still, I, I I think that's like saying, why don't you have a? Why can't every NFL player just go dominate in MMA? But yeah. like you guys have had a lifetime of like yeah. using your body in a certain yeah. way. And you just you know how to read the cow. You know what our next move is. You know how to just get a hold of her and like because when you get a hold of her head, your feet have to be in front of you. So when you get a hold of her, you just want to set like you're sitting in a chair. And as soon as your feet get behind you. You're going down. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to one of y'all's ranch rodeos. Why don't you be the milk? Why don't you be the runner, Jeff? I damn sure ain't said he can fast. I just wonder why they didn't have young guys that were fast. Our milkers. A lot, a lot of times, I mean, most teams will have. Yeah. But I, it just kind of depends on how it all the falls cookie curls. Because you may have it all planned out. and There's sometimes know. where the cow mucks everybody out and the milker's the only guy standing, so he just gets a hold <laughs> of it and he'll just throw the bottle to the nearest guy and it's your turn now. Oh, really? Yeah. So I it's kind of like a chain? Sometimes it happens. For the people out there that don't know what we're talking about, there's is it four guys or three guys? Four usually. Four guys try to milk a wild cow, yeah. and it's a you damn. Throw a rope on her and get, and hold on. Yep. So you catch her around the head, legal head catch, which is neck forward or shoulders forward, no front leg in it or nothing. Mm-hmm. One guy goes. Usually one guy will go to her head, one guy will go to her tail, one guy milks her into a beer bottle, and then run to a circle somewhere in the arena. If that bitch don't want to get caught or slow down, she's gonna drag your ass all over that place. Yep. Is it? it it's at Red Steagles every year that they have those horn the cow, ca- Yeah, the cows with the horns. They're crossbred horn cows, and, and I, they are. They'll go to hooking it. See, you're like me. You enjoy this, don't you? Oh, I love going. You're watching your watching buddies watching, get the shit yeah. beat out of you like a dumb bastard. <laughs> I'm going to send Steagall? you a video of myself getting mucked out three times. <laughs> Where is, that, is that the one at the Western Heritage? When he knocks my hair off. Do you have sound? Uh, yeah, I can tell oh, you. Because the, the announcer the, goes, oh, she knocked his hair off because my hat leaves my head. It's the greatest. We were all there. And I'll, I'll give Bucky credit. He stuck with her the Man, whole right, time. I ain't got no quitting me. What? No, but that bitch. I want to know how bored the first set of cowboys were. They were like, you know what? Let's go catch we'll that bitch. We'll make an event. Yeah. Let's go catch that bitch and get some milk out of it. When, when is the cow milk who does it the, the fastest. It's the bull riding of the rodeo. Yes. That's why it's the yes. last event to keep everybody there in the yeah. seat. Till. 
It always kept me there. Because there's going to oh, be it's... a good wreck somewhere. <laughs> yeah. in every, every, every time. Every time. A, a rodeo, you know what? I like a rodeo. I do not like barrel racing. That's I don't either. They no. do that shit before. Nobody gives two shits about it. It's, like going, to watch, the same it's way. like going to track meet watching you shot like or discus. See, no. I do there because somebody's going to get their ass beat off. Well, Anymore, well. they really don't. You don't see it as often as you used to. No, those bullfighters, they're they're badass. Yes. Yeah. We had um, Weston. Weston, Weston on. He's a very interesting kid. Plus, for sure. Is badass. Um, but when is when is the Red Steagle? Where's it at? Fort Worth. Cowtown. When Stockyards. Is it? October. Third weekend in October. I'm busy in October. I'm going to Maine then. But you, could, you could slip away for a day. No, we're, me, you could we're do gonna, that. We're going to go to Maine fly, or upstate. You could fly out the next oh, day. Oh, just airdrop it to I would like phone. to go see that, though, because I enjoy that kind of stuff. But, I, but oh, that's the that, kind of that's stuff. That's a good experience because, hell, I mean, everybody hangs out on the bricks all day. I mean, you go to the White Elephant at 2 o'clock. And now, I'm not a big drinker. Now, do you do you do no, no, you don't have to drink. You go for the people watching. Oh. I need to tell, you, tell them about the. No, no. Yeah, tell no, me. This is no, a good story. No, but I'll, yes. tell, I'll tell you no, after the No, podcast. those are no, no fun. I can't tell this no. one here. That's like when Clay tells a story and he's like, well, I'll tell you afterwards. You know, it's a damn good story. It's, it's a good one. And it includes his wife or he'd be, he would tell the story. Otherwise, he wouldn't my care. wife and I, I haven't laughed this hard in my I, a long time. That whole sequence of events. That I'm about to show. Bucky. No, uh, with this story on Wade. Now, you got oh. to turn the volume up on this because so Hadley Barrett, who passed away is one of the greatest rodeo announcers ever lived. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame, will be forever. Him and Bob Tallman do the, they used to do the heritage together. Now Bob and another guy do it, but this was one of Hadley's last road last rodeos, and it's just kind of fun to to listen to him and Bob because we're all something fucked up. Send it again. Uh, we're all like family, and you know, it's Bob talking shit to me is is great. Who? So I enjoy it. So do you go to the? You don't go to the White Elephant on days that you have to. <laughs> To do yeah. this, dude. He's not a pro he athlete. He's a wrestler. I mean, he's a cowboy. He's you a gotta, wrestler. Yeah. You got to get your fuel somehow. No, like on Fridays, I take it pretty easy. Saturday, if we've had a good rodeo Friday, Saturday, I'll take it easy. And then Sunday, like at Steagall's, it's three days. So, you know. I'm going I'm to ask you a personal question here. Yes, sir. Nothing right. about you and Squirt or nothing like that. What is, what's it cost to enter one of these things, like for a ranch? Uh, I don't really and truly, I don't know what. Probably the Heritage and Steagall's are probably... Three thousand to five thousand. What's the pay if you win it all? The heritage doesn't pay very good, and that's because we've all took a vote. We they give awesome trinkets, like awesome handmade buckles, spurs. They give spurs or bits for every event, overall winner, and then spurs each night who wins the bronc riding, you know, stuff like that. Steagall's pays pretty good. We're going to a rodeo in May in Graham, and it's going to pay first place pays sixty thousand. Damn. It's five this, it was five thousand to enter, but it'll pay sixty, thirty, no, sixty, twenty, ten. Okay. And the winner is split up between how many people's on your rodeo team? Five. And that rodeo is five. So so y'all throw a thousand in a piece. Yep. And if y'all and now, does everybody have to work for the nail ranch or it can be just an assortment of You're supposed to on some of the this rodeo, no. That rodeo, yes. So everybody on this team either I neighbor with Chris Hubbard and them on the ranch to the west. So they're legal and then day workers can have day workers so like if zach day worked for you and he was yeah thank he's god gotta he earn thank god he don't ride nothing i want to say fifteen hundred dollars in one year okay. is all it is so so somebody much. like the wagner ranch back in the day had a big advantage because they had fucking 60 full-time cowboys and they still do yeah so they don't have they might have a day worker if he's somebody that's pretty special you know but for the most part it's just all ranch kids like i heard the wagner the wagner's got two teams now i got really and then i know the sixes did for a while they had guthrie and dixon creek does uh 
tight ass Stan Kroenke, will he pay for them to enter? Or they have to. I don't know? really know how that goes. I bet he does. I wonder if that's changed because, but they had medical and all kinds of stuff there. Pretty good time for one. I've got a lot of friends that still work there, so I, wonder, I would say not much has changed if they're still there. Because some of them is they, Josh Rodriguez still farming or cowboy? I don't. I don't really think he is. Honestly, the last time I saw Josh, where was he? Me and Les ran into him somewhere. Might have been at Stanford one year. I don't think he's. Last time I saw him was at Lake Kemp. I don't know. I hadn't seen Josh in a long That's time. It's been five years ago, probably, yeah. or more. Let's watch poor Bucky here. Okay. Yeah. Which one are you? On the yellow, the yellow horse, horse in the middle. Bucky will get you on the tail. Bucky went to the head. Oh. You guys just calling you out, Bucky. <laughs> Whop. Right there. I'm turned around. Yeah. You're going the wrong way. Yeah. Well, she mucked me out there. <laughs> this one hurt. This one's what broke my ribs right here. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Ripped his hair off. <laughs> what a dickhead. How, you broke your ribs? Yeah. They say that's a miserable feeling. Oh, that sucks. How long was you down? whole month but this right over here this rib still pops out all the time mm. did you know right there no my you... adrenaline was going so much i didn't have a clue so you didn't feel much nope till the did next you morning ever get this bitch down so wait you don't ever get jealous these guys want to be in part of that no sir okay i'll me neither i'll stick to the ranch life yeah. and you be up there I'm, I'm, chasing I'm, the buckle bunnies while everybody else is i mean i know you're in a pre-arranged relationship <laughs> now but <laughs> No, those rodeos are—I mean, they're great fun, but I've—I've just now, now, now your girlfriend, fiance, is it girlfriend or fiance? She's just a girlfriend. Just a girlfriend, potential fiance, right? It's been five months. Yeah. Well, you should know by pump the brakes. So, what does she do for a living? She's a pediatric PA over in Abilene. God damn, boy, what are you waiting on, Mary? She she got a real job. Yeah, she's she's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah. Has she been married before? No. Is she no. younger than you? She is. 27. She's pretty good looking little gal. Yeah. So. You might have well, kicked her coverage, son. You might I still haven't met her. He ain't brought her around yet. You had, oh, you haven't? You not, oh. You haven't? Hell, she was in the beehive the other night when Andy was there. You, you know didn't introduce her to me. Well, you were in the front room, and we were back there in the oh, bar with man. old. You know, it's, hey, don't. So, yeah. you're not going out of your way to bring her around your folks? No. Yeah. No, she's she's been around the folks. No, no. I'm talking about your friends. Then the people really matter. Well, we were going to stop by Bucky's last weekend. We got tied up at another friend's we ranch. Understand. and Oh, so the other friends that are better than Bucky. Mm, yeah. yeah. See, I'm this, I, I might as well tame. just quit. Have you met, has Les Bowman met her? No. I don't. Under, I can understand that one, see, but not Bucky. <laughs> Bucky wouldn't embarrass Bucky's a gentleman. He wouldn't embarrass you. No, now, Bucky, I would embarrass Bucky's you. Great. Les would embarrass you. I a glass of wine you. and cook her ribeye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. Oh, oh, Smokey needs to meet her, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. How, how, is, how is though? Uh, how's the food stand going? Is this, that lady still calling in, bitching about him all the time? She had in a while. Oh, Uncle Mel. Yeah. I was gonna call there one day and, and file a complaint be, on her behalf. I mean, really, I was gonna work him over good. And oh, I, I just I couldn't do it. Jeff I, told I me. I think he was pissed off enough though that he'd have probably gotten mad about. It. You know, most times he'd take that as a funny joke. But no, no, I wouldn't let him know it was me. Th- there for a while, he was. You know, it, it was a weekly occurrence that she was calling him in. And hell, the smoke, you know, your predominant winds out of the southwest. Well, she lives 
a half a block south of him, so oh, the smoke wasn't even blowing at their house. I would have done it so Anytime well. Anytime he had a fire going, she oh, just I would, she I would have just ripped on his ass. I got a buddy of mine that, and he's dead now, but he bought. I don't know if I've ever told the story, but he bought a. Co- he had a coffee table in his house. It was one of them wrought iron coffee tables that had about a three-inch fucking glass top, weighed about five hundred pounds. Oh yeah. And he had a black guy that worked for him, did odd jobs, mowed yards, cleaned up around that, just helped him. Real, a real nice guy. And we'll call this guy named Otis. I can't remember the names. But anyways, Otis, he gave him, he, he told him, he said, hey, would you like this coffee table? My wife bought a new table. He said, yeah, I'd, I'd like that, Mr. Larry. He said, well, okay, you can have it. And they fucking got the couple guys they loaded, took to his house. Well, the middle of the night, like the second night he had it, someone rang his doorbell in the middle of the night, and he went stumbling through the house, and he forgot that table was there. Oh, and he kicked, kicked it and kicked his little toe off. Oh. Stubbed it so bad, it cut the cut toe completely off. Oh, shit. So another mutual buddy of mine, he tells me about this. I said, oh, we're going to have some fun with this. So I called him up. I said, uh. I'm going to call him Larry Smith, just just in case his kids don't want to sue me over this. <laughs> it's Larry Kemp. It don't matter. He's passed away a long time ago. Anyways, called up. I said, uh, is this Mr. Kemp? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, th- this is Cleotis Johnson, attorney at law here in Dallas, Texas. And I represent Otis Muckmeyer. Uh, you know Otis? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, he works for you. He's in your employment, right? Well, yeah, he helps part-time around here. Now, I'm under the understanding that... Uh, you, you you gifted him a coffee table that was yours, correct? Well, yeah, yeah, I gave him that coffee table. But it, it, you, you bought that coffee table, right? Y- yes, yeah, I bought that for my wife about three or four years ago. So, so that is your table, correct? Did y'all exchange? Do you have an invoice or anything or a receipt that you sold this to him? No, I gave it to him. Okay. Well, um, you, you know that uh, Otis uh, has done lost it. A small appendage on his foot. <laughs> yes. He said, well, we'd like to settle with you out of court for $50,000. What? $50,000. You can go fuck off. I ain't paying you shit. <laughs> he got mad at nail, boy. I mean, he was oh, pissed. <laughs> we had to call and the truth so he didn't get on to Otis because poor Otis was not filing a lawsuit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was yeah. worked up. Yeah. Otis, Otis you fired. Yeah. He was fixing it. Fired. Yeah. The exact word was like. This Cleotis, Cleotis, you can kiss my fucking ass. I ain't paying shit to you or in Otis. <laughs> it was hot. Oh, what? that's great. No, I'm not thinking. I'm not. I'm not thinking of Larry. Never mind. Larry's the one that gave us that table. No, I understand. Built. But I was thinking of the guy that was crawling up. The, it was uh, Bob Hood, with the crossbow. Yes, <clears throat> yes, he fell out. Of, it was an outdoor writer for the Fort Worth paper. He fell out of the paper and broke, or fell out of the tree. No, I thought the. I thought he had the crossbow he, over his back. I thought the crossbow went off and caught his arm. That may, I think you're right. I think that did happen. I no joke. I said, ask yeah. Dad, but Dad's I'm not here dad. anymore either. Yeah, he had it mm. cocked, and he was crawl. He, he was doing something. What was he doing? I think that was him. He had it cocked. He had it pulled back, and he was crawling up the ladder somehow. And, and he somehow got it. Had it. He had it somehow extended his arm, and it got in between the the those strings. Things are, those things are cool, but they are dangerous as hell. I mean, mm. yeah. I never tried to call and pull one on Bob Hood. No, but, but I did Larry. Like I think it like. Pulled his bicep off and yeah, all sorts of shit. I mean, it just fucked him up. Mm. But so, when, what was the biggest? What was your first big deer that you shot? Like when you were, and how old were you? So, my uncle gave me a bow when I was twelve years old. And Casey Jones is—I mean, he's a family friend of ours. We've grown up around he and his family, and he owns the Newell. And he said, if you'll learn to shoot that bow you can come out to the newel and kill a deer the only problem was it was a right-handed bow and i was Mm left-handed so i shot a pillow in my backyard at 12 years old till i could figure it out and hit the target and so at at 13 um he invited me out i shot that was my first buck that i 
ever killed. And he was a 140-inch, clean 10-point, beautiful deer. But, you know, a 13-year-old boy, I, that's a monster. monster. I, I, that's a big yeah, deer. I was just as excited shooting that as the 200-inch deer. And so, um, you know, grew up, got into high school, worked for the ranch during the summers, um, and hunted throughout high school and then college. I kind of took a break and my initial plan was to move out to Midland and be a landman. And when I got out of school in 14, well, you made a bit wise choice. Well, I mean, it's a pay cut out there, but it is, it's a great life. You and, enjoy and your I, life? I love it yeah. every day. That's I mean, what, that's it, winning. I, I don't, I wake up my, I don't feel like I have to go to work. Mm -hmm. So, um, but anyway, <laughs> long story short, that kind of fell through. We were in a drought in Albany. My dad needed help on the ranch and, you know, the pieces just kind of fell into place and started working for the Joneses. And so, you know, over the course of the last six years, I've, I've killed a good deer every year. But um, I would say that a good deer. A good deer. Decent good deer. deer. I got married yeah. on opening day of bow season 2016. Yeah. That, that was my first year, I guess, working for, for both yeah. ranches. And he couldn't have left that wedding reception no, any, I, any I, quicker. He I, went to the hotel, got him some sleep, and his ass was in Albany the next morning. And I told him that I, evening he killed that deer that he was after. Did he? Did, yeah. did you introduce him to your girlfriend before you got married to her? Yeah, probably the first time she ever came to town. Crazy? Ain't that right. crazy? No, 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 no. I couldn't stand. <laughs> yeah. No, Bucky posted a picture on it. Was, that was probably Facebook back then. My but had a picture of yeah. a beautiful blonde holding a dead jackrabbit, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what's Bucky, he Bucky's doing now?" Love. Yeah, where would he find that blind girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bucky no. is in love. Lacey, she's a she's a great girl. <clears throat> How big was girl. the deer that you shot on, on his uh, wedding? <laughs> he was uh, like one sixty four. That's a nice deer. Yeah, he was he was a great deer. Do um, you what do you do with all these deer? I mean, I'm running out of wall space. If that's you, what I'm if saying. You need because a couple for the lodge, we can. Because that's out of what, wall space here too. Because <laughs> like you shoot, you shoot the 160, his, and that's like the biggest deer. So you mount it, right. and then the next deer, you shoot another deer that's bigger. So you mount it. Now you're at 202. Yeah. So what I, do you do with the 160 that you got? On no, the I mean, he's still there. He's still there. I saw him today. The thing is, it's like Bucky said that like each deer, it's like each duck hunt, goose hunt. Like right. they've all got stories and background and. You know, the, so the deer I shot last year, two years ago, we had an oil fill pumper that found two bucks that were locked up. That's badass. And one of the bucks was already dead, and so... you have that video? Yeah. Here, drop it to Andy and put it up there. This is freaking wild. Wade shooting the horn off this deer. And Dude, so, I saw that the yeah. other day. Well, there was, there was one... They had one up in, like, Canada of a, like, park ranger doing it. He shot the horn off so yeah. they could get free? Yeah. I yeah. saw just the other... just. Couple three days ago, I saw the video. It may have been you. Didn't somebody steal ours? We had we had. No, two I've got it. A guy back? trying to steal a guy that does TV shows. I'm not going to say the cocksucker's name was out here doing a filming show about. He he might be dead now too. It's about 15 years ago, and had my fucking set of horns. The we ones found. that are hanging up. Yes, yeah. had him in his fucking trailer. And Tony walked by and goes, "What are you doing?" Oh, I was going to take some pictures with this. He said, "Fuck that!" And <laughs> grabbed him some bitches. I found a set last week locked up. That's cool. Yep. Big deer. No, oh, that, that 120 or 30 inch deer, yeah. about like my deer. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was sure proud of him. It was my first locked up set. We saw that though. We thought, God, I, from way off, I was, I, oh, yeah. I was like, son of a bitch, that's fucking, you know, 200 inch deer because you yeah. got all them horns together yep. and then you get to him, you see what it is. Hang yeah. on, my phone's fucked Do, up. Uh, but so anyway, that, you know, that deer, so we, we agreed. We said, okay, that deer's had a near death experience. We're going to give him a year, see what he does. And so. Send it again. My phone's fucked um, up. Hey, I got to get this. <clears throat> Go ahead. Anyway. I wound up shooting the deer last year, 
and but he was a deer that he for about i guess two months after we found him locked up he never showed we never saw him again and so we just assumed he was he in bad shape and we thought hell you know he he died he's lost cause and then he he showed back up kind of the middle of october the following year and it you know so the the deer i'm interested in is the one that had the big club sticking off of it the big the big deal. drop time that to, to me that's a cool difference of character oh no doubt you, 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 you don't your 200 that. class deer is a record because nobody's going to do it but see but i like i like a traditional okay this is a video this is different than the one i must have seen the one in canada yeah but this is right out there west of albany knock scope me knock my hat off you got scope eye well, you were concentrating Holy on that, shit, that deer, though. Holy shit. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. That's awesome, man, right there. Can you put this up on our Facebook page, Andy, for people? I, I probably could. Put that up on our How? Facebook page. Go to our the Big Honker Podcast private group page. So, I just want to know why you use such a small gun. <laughs> I want to know why you scoped well, yourself. <laughs> okay, well, that's a funny story. So, so I had a six-millimeter six Creedmoor, and I'd actually shot that antler two previous shots. And it that bullet bust. wasn't big enough. Oh. It was just punching holes in it. And so I got a, I got a big gun out and scoped the, yourself. The, the the third third shot was the charm. Did you did it mark you at all? No, hell, it just knocked my hat off. So, so, so we had a guy out here. He was <laughs> pig hunting and city slicker. Friend, he's he's actually friends of uh, one of my really good friends, and he was out here pig hunting, and he got like right up on that fucking oh, scope. Gosh. That's. And it, he shot, and that motherfucker from one end of his eyebrow to the other was just a perfect ring. We called him Scope Eye. Called him Scope Eye for the rest of the time. Hell he was yeah. like, My wife's going to be so pissed off. She's going to be disappointed she's in me. She's going to be disappointed in me. It's what <laughs> some great big hunter he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Came out here and got the fuck knocked out. Did you have a black eye from it? No. Oh, that, that's a good deal. Okay. But it the, did. The, it, the, it ringed him. The big deer, the drop time deer. Right. Had you seen that deer the year before? Yes, sir. Did it have a club too then? He had a drop time the year before. He was about. He probably had a six-inch drop time. So it wasn't like that one? No. Well, I mean, it was the same side, kind of at, at the same angle. And then he showed up on camera this year, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And so it wound up the main drop time was 12 inches, and then he had a four-inch kicker. So he had 16 inches of, of drop time. I saw a picture the other day of one down at uh, – somewhere down in the, in South Texas with the movie Grande. One of them pages right. has a contest yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, And this motherfucker looked like it had a uh, – like a gourd. Right there at the base of his yes. antler. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome yeah. looking. But stuff no. like that is really cool just because of the characteristics of it. I've seen a drop time deer two times in real life. Right. Just, no, they, they're, they're just, very rare. Do you see them very often? It's interesting. So the ranch north of Albany, which is where I shot that deer, we get, for whatever reason, it's out there on the clear fork of the Brazos, and we get a lot of drop time deers, a lot of kickers, just more character. The newel, uh, I mean, you know, like I said, it's a little over 20,000 acres, and this year I didn't have one drop time deer on camera on the whole ranch and I, I had I, there were three or four out there north of town which none of them you know were as substantial as that one but so um, bucky this, i've, I've got to give your book a... back to you too wyman borrowed it and read it in one day did he read really? it one day yeah wow it's, a good book. Mm, it's a great book you like it yeah i, I like it book. i love that kind of stuff did you finish the comanche moon book rising 90 percent of it yeah, i got about 10 percent back you, you want to borrow it no i got it i'll tell you a really good book if you read black pearls the pirate book <laughs> that's a good book too I started watching. There's a new series out now that was on Hulu. I might tell you about this. Called My Son. You, you said about it earlier. And it's 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 about the Indians in Texas in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And that's just Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. So Have you seen it. Y'all were talking about Tecumseh. Yes. Uh -huh. With Wyman. Mm -hmm. So that Indian reservation he's talking about is just right there north of the ranch. 
and that was for Tecumseh. And, like, I mean, Tecumseh Creek's right there and that reservation. So that was him then? Yep. Okay. You can still see. He was a Comanche, though. And there, and then there could what have been. What did say? What did I look up? I thought he was from up north somewhere, though, well, in this, Ohio. I don't know. But he was a Comanche. Maybe Crazy Eagle was the one I'm thinking of, or War Eagle. One of those is the, had a tribe, and they were on the Ohio River. Yeah. And the Wondatas and all them tribes, they brung them all together to try to keep the white man. They said Kentucky was the best hunting in the world. That was the place to go is Kentucky. I know they find lots of areas in Kentucky. It, it was the place to go because all them rivers come through there, the Cumberland Pass. Yeah. And that was a big thing. Was they, Dan- I mean, there's been elk there. Yes. Deer, and, everything. And Daniel Boone's one of the biggest sellouts in the world. Right. He really was. He didn't pay taxes. He, right. he was a... He, he was either a piss-poor Indian fighter or he was not very smart because he would get his shit stolen. The Indians would let him go and trap all this shit, then they would rob him blind every year when he was going back to sell his shit. It happened more than once. When we go right around the Matthews, that whenever Saturday or Sunday, I'm going to take you to that reservation, and there's a monument there that has got a little old bronze marker that tells the story of I want to see Tecumseh, that. and it's the Coman- Comanche Indian Reservation. It's really, The dugout's right there beside it and everything on the Matthews. It's pretty cool. I'm, I'm going to do some studying in the next couple of days, and so next time we have podcasts, I can actually say whatever Are it any was. any of these pictures, anything that looks remotely close to what the Tecumseh Ranch, that middle one, or everything in yeah, the second the, the row. second is, rows. Yeah, that ranch just sold. That's all where he was. Okay, there. It says Throckmorton right there. Yeah. So that ranch just sold. So it's on the Putnam. It actually starts at Dawes Crossing on the the river, which was on the Putnam Ranch. And they just sold part of that. And it run across the Putnam onto the Tecumseh. Is that his monument right there? Uh, Yeah, I bet so. Let me see. Yeah. Oh, no, that's Camp Cooper. Uh Uh-oh. What's the difference? It's just right up from right up from the reservation up the river. That was a wild land that the government was trying to establish. That's where they they tried to, they swear they tried to help. They well they held a bunch of Comanches there, but that wall ain't this tall. I don't know how they. That was some short Indians. The They're wall? like Mayan. There's they were a like, wall. They were like it's, Mayans. It's a it's a hand built stacked flat rock wall that's for four miles one way by a mile wide by. I mean it's a big. That was the reservation. That borders. was a reservation. Yeah. And that was it. Yep. I tell you what, New Mexico is fucking depressing to drive through. Up until you get to the mountains. Up until you get to where you're going, those reservations, or not even the reservations, just the fucking, just the towns in general. Yeah. So fucking, everybody's in fucking trailer houses that are mashed together with mismatched tin roof and fucking tarps everywhere. Tires Tires on top. top. Yeah, Yeah. tires on (laughs) top. Which, you know, and the motherfuckers don't ever move none of them. It's not like they fucking, they're trying to sell the tires. You're not going to move it. If things get so bad, you got to put them tires back on them. Things are some bad stuff. But I did. I told Jesse we were driving through. I was like, God damn. I gotta get out of this. Nebraska, where that when you go through the reservation there, and the funny thing is, you be the reservation, it looked like a shithole. You know, mm-hmm. everybody just throws their trash out and crap. And then you get past them, and then you see all these successful farmers. And think, somebody's not doing something right here. Right. You know, all the way up around, all around the reservation, things are right. growing and prosperous and good. And all the free land that they had is not good. And I know they got some shitty free land given right. to them. Well, yeah. I mean, they kicked them out of the good areas in South Dakota because yeah. they found gold. You know, but that's. Now, do you have? Is, I always get it mixed up. Is it Fort Griffin or Fort Griffith? Griffin. But that's on your ranch. No, it? it's on it's the right neighbor. next to it. Actually, JT Bowman yeah. lives in the town of Fort Griffin. Oh, really? His house yeah. is from here to the guide's house from Fort Griffin, from the main street. Right what there. all's still there? Anything? Yeah, there's some. So the original jail's there. Mm-hmm. There's one other original building. I can't remember what it what it was called in there. They rebuilt some replicas from the. 
you know, like the dry goods stores. Is that where they have the Fandango at every year? No, the Fandango's in town. We usually have the sampler. They do a little member sampler in April every year. We usually have it right there, but this year we're doing it at Reynolds Bend on the Matthews. Well, I'm going to tell you, that was a, uh, that book is a great book, and um, I highly recommend it for anybody that likes history. Um, I want to get it back to your mom. I had some other people want to use it, and I was like, no, nah, I better not do it. I want to get it back. Wyman only. Wyman only. Yeah, I trust it. Wyman. <laughs> but it, it tells the story of what a rough – Dude, it was crazy. In the whole, you know, we talked about this a lot. There's some stinky ass women. Oh, Oof, gosh. man, I'm tell you right now. I mean, Fort Griffin was a rough, rough place. All them places, Dodge City, that yeah. Rath City, all them places were because. See, White Earth, Doc Holiday, they were in Fort Griffin yep. before they all went to Dodge City. And see, General McKenzie, who helped fight at the Battle of Adobe Walls, his troops were at Fort Griffin, and they actually moved them to the river pasture on the ranch, and our our crossing's called McKenzie Crossing because his troops were so wild. They were just tearing the town apart. They'd get drunk and just yep. the shoot black, holes in the walls, the, and the so black they had to move tro- them out of The there. black troops were better troops yeah. because they were more disciplined. Right. And that book talks about yeah. that, about the you know the black troops are so much better to do. because But the McKenzie's guys, they call them McKenzie's Raiders? Yep. They were horrible. Oh, they were awful. But, but, but that's what you needed to fight yeah, those people. Yeah, exactly. And then the story about the, the – I had a guy ask me about this the other day about the Wyman Bill. He goes, you, they seriously – gave the indians liquor i said well yeah but they would trade with them but they would make them be a long way away that's the funniest when wyman was telling that story i was laughing because i knew what he was fixing to say yeah that's the honest to god yeah. truth and people don't realize and that was a very common practice at that time so they liquored be north about two miles mm-hmm. and then they would head south as fast as they could get yeah. so because they would renege on their yeah they were going to come just they'd hold them up rob whatever. them and take what they traded and what they got and you were left with nothing that old saying that old uh, that clay says drunker and uh, what's he say ten indians drunker mm-hmm. and ten indians he ain't lying and those Comanches were. Oof. When when I went to a liquor store in Prince Albert, Canada, and outside was all Indians, passed out, sitting around, bumming money coming off, yeah. and they just that fucking booze. Speaking of all, speaking of blacks, listen to this fucking video. This is a rugby player for the All Blacks, and what is it, New Zealand? Is that what it is? Yes. This mother, listen to him fucking tell this story. You thought your broke ribs were bad? No, he's going to have to update it. The guy wasn't taking on a cow, though. I don't care. Yeah, he, Rugby's yeah, yeah. tough. Yeah. And I don't know who this fucker is. Wayne Buck Shelford. Buck, he must be tough. I threw the rifle in the face and I lost sweet teeth on my right hand side. So I just carried on going with the game. And then in about 10 minutes into the second half, and as I stood up, Oh, he didn't even know it. Played a whole fucking rugby game with this. Got tied it up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You call him, sir. Yes, sir. Mm. But I mean, but. Mm-mm-mm. That you, hurts. I've said on mine a few times. You get older, they start falling down a little bit more. <laughs> I had a horse stumble with me this morning instead of one. In. Uh, <laughs> right in the saddle? Every time. Just mashed it. I went to boxers. I went from boxers to these uh, jockey briefs. briefs. The, the cool wick ones keeps them boys a little closer. I ain't worn a pair of underwear since seventh grade. You and Blake Poppy. Never, my, I swear, my best friend's dad growing up told me that real cowboys didn't wear underwear, and I threw them Heard all that. away. My uncle doesn't wear underwear. My mom bought me underwear every year for Christmas till I graduated high school. She finally said, "Time to give up." 
to hell with it. Does yep. that not like check? Because you got the listen, the Wranglers, they're not the most broken set of jeans. They're kind of starchy. That's why, wear, that's why you don't wear Wranglers. What do you wear, Levi's? No, I wear 5'11s now. I used to wear Levi's. But, like, that's it's got a chafe. Huh? It's good. Especially sitting well, on a horse all day. You get calluses. Wade knows what I'm talking about. You get calluses. <laughs> Your nuts are calluses. Wait, you wear, an, you wear an underwear? No, sir. You don't wear underwear either? No. Must be an Albany thing. It's an Albany, Albany. It's an Albany yeah. Texas thing. Well, too, as you get older. Bro, quick draw. You, as, you get, <laughs> yeah, as you get older, you'll start You'll start sitting on them things. Right. Did you see the guy on YouTube that come out of the bathroom and the guy was pissing and pulled his shorts up? Mm-hmm. And uh, Zach sent it to me. Zach goes, this has got to be Coach Steele. Coach Steele takes a piss. He pulls his Moves shorts his up. shorts out of the way. That's how he pees. I go in the bathroom and you'll see an ass cheek in half. And I got a, to the top. Yeah. I got a funny story talking about getting older in your nuts. I won't name any names, but there's some brothers in Albany. You know one of them very well. Anyway, he's a hunting guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're all at the river with their wives. They're going to cross the river. Well, the river was running pretty hard. So the, all the guys tripped down in their underwear girls take the clothes and they get on their shoulders so they're walking across the river and one of them's nuts decided to kind of float out and they're just kind of floating in the river there one of them said look here at g's nuts or g's life jacket floating away (laughs) (laughs) and every one of them got tickled so much they damn dumped their wife in the river (laughs) i took a picture of ron right that's how ron pees too so that's one of the last pictures really? of Ron that I have on my phone, if I can find it, is of him taking a leak in this bathroom right here with his, you know, that's the kind of pictures you take. Of course. Um, but you were talking about just tough, tough people. I mean, whiskey was about the only anesthesia back. Not even an anesthesia. I mean, that's yeah. all you had to want the pain. Whiskey and a burnt piece of metal to sear yeah. it, you know. The, uh, yeah, that's how they seal you up. And then the Indians had some, they had their, their own medicine to do oh, stuff yeah, with. yeah you know the, let's don't kid ourselves the egyptians could take an appendix out in the days of the pyramids so what? yeah they would take Here an appendix go. out this is going to uh, be 687 to 4 look it up i'm looking for ron taking okay. a leak so i can show everybody coach coach would pee that way though and he'd pull his old shorts up in there and i'd walk in the bathroom and there'd be a bunch of people and they'd always be looking i sort of go nice <laughs> cock <laughs> think about how bad childbirth was oh my gosh just let but it happen, they lady. I, they say after natural childbirth that though the women don't hurt that bad. They know. say the recovery is if for natural childbirth. They say after the baby's out that they don't feel it's not near as bad for them. That coming back is all the anesthesia and the yeah. epidural and all the other shit, except the burned up hoochie. Lacey had a C-section, so that's the best way to go. She was down though, golly. Yeah, it takes you a while because oh. you can't stand up. You no. can't do anything. You can't even like pick up the baby for a long nope. time, can you? Nope. Pop a stitch. I wonder what the... Uh, When's the new baby do? Five weeks. Whew. You missed Mexico because of it. I did. Is your mother-in-law going to come stay with you all for a long time? I bet she does. That makes things a lot better for you. Yeah. I mean, when Payne was born, Michelle's sister stayed one day, and she's like, okay, we're going to go. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Where are you going? I'm telling you. Wait a second. <laughs> Stick her hold on. Wait a second. I thought you'd be here until he's like two. When, yeah. My, yeah. when Miles was born, you know, they gave him, like, they were like, all right, let's go. And I got Miles, and we're walking, and they're like, we're going to sew Lacey back up, and they take me to this room and it's just me and Miles and a nurse. And I'm like, can I get my mom, please? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't what, know what the here. hell I'm supposed to be doing. It was swaddling hard for you. It was tough for me to learn how to do. It took me a little while, yeah. but I got her down. Yeah. Lacey made it look like it was just 
Fold a napkin. Just, yeah, no shit. It takes forever. Or, or just quick as hell. And yeah. then for me, I've got that bitch upside down. i got a baby hanging out here and an arm here. And I'm like, something's not right here. Yep. And changing diapers. That's what we're on. <laughs> just like, that's the way Coach would pee right there. Pulls the old le- pull the old leg up. <laughs> let those awesome. ding-a-ling dangle. And <laughs> Dad would laugh his ass off he saw that. That's, that's one great. That's, I think that's the last picture I have of him. What day did he die? June twenty. Oh no, I got I got others. May that was May first. June twenty third. I was going turkey hunting. I was going turkey hunting, and there he was. That's how I walked into him. Well, I tell you what, cancer wrecks tough old fuckers, though, boy. Do you bad drug? Do you deal me? So people back in the old days, they probably didn't live old enough to get cancer. Oh, there a lot of people died of cancer back then. Oh yeah, it just. They, they didn't know it. it. Was they didn't know else. they just some got him with the cancer. But it's funny you can even re- you you can read old historical books and they'll talk about cancer. They just they just knew it was a wild mutant cell. They didn't know much about it. Right. I don't think they could even start doing anything for cancer other than cutting it out of you until the fifties or sixties maybe. I don't know when they started doing chemo and that's some bad shit. I remember my dad had a fireman he worked with, Don Hart, and I remember as a kid Don always liked Don. His son Bubba was a big football star when Wichita won the play, state championship one of the last years. So I grew up hearing about Bubba all the time and Don. And we went to a uh, went to the hospital, and Don was on chemo. They had the drip going. We went and visited him at the hospital. He was a good friend of Dad's. And I remember that, and that would have been in mid-'70s, probably, 78, yeah. 79. So they, they were doing chemo in the-'70s. I don't know when they started doing it, but it's a – My brother lost a leg at, what, 34? Probably. Yeah. They cut his leg off. Yeah. It was either that or die. That's what and they and told him. What did he have? Yeah. What, like bone cancer? Sar- or what? Uh, yeah, a sarcoma tumor. So he's never been a cowboy, nothing, and he wanted to come work calves. And the first day, the first calf kicked him right here mm-hmm. in the inside of the knee, and it never would heal. So he went to the doctor, and that they said that cancer was there, but that impacts what stirred it up. Really? So really, it saved his saved life. Saved his life. So he did his first round, did got got well. Six months later, it came back, and they were just like, "Okay, here's the deal. Let's cut it off." So. Oh. I went to school with a guy that had one leg, and he that's what they did for him. They cut his leg off in, I don't know, he was probably a freshman. Somebody could play basketball, one, one hopping, going around shooting basketball. But anyways, I saw where he died like 15 years later. Shoot, it's been longer than that because well, me and Lacey were uh, 2004. Or 2014 is when it happened. Eight years yeah. ago. So eight years ago. He'd have been 32. And that's Jeez. when he got cancer. Yep, thirty. No, 33. Cancer's a horrible freaking deal, I'm, I'm telling, telling you right now. And it's it's – I don't know. I mean, as good as medicine is, it might be the only way God has to cool to, you know, to make to die. Yeah, people die. Yeah, but it's such a horrible disease. It hits so many people, and you see kids have it, and you just don't understand why. No, no. We're below replacement, so it doesn't matter how many people die. Elon Musk says in a hundred years, the biggest problem at the end of the century is going to be we don't have enough people. Well, by God, you went to New Mexico. Were you struggling for people to eat? To workers? That's what Elon Musk is That's, trying to tell you, Jeff. I was agreeing with you on that. I said you're right. The biggest problem in a hundred in a hundred years at the end of the century, so not even a hundred years, is good, but don't have enough people. I think we get enough shit. people. We just got too many fucking lazy people. There's no, a lot of yeah. lazy people. In this people world. don't want to work. We're below replacement already. Let's, let's, look, let's talk about old Wade here for a minute. Okay, talk Wade, about old Wade. Wade's a single man, thirty years old, goes to work every day, loving what he does. You don't have a real job, basically. You got a job. It's not a real job compared to some poor fucker slaps well, in an office all Big day. Macs right. together. You've, you know? got, you've got stressful days, I'm sure. Oh, there's no doubt. So see there, but calm it's, down. But Jeff. it's enjoyable. I, I enjoy what I I'm do, not, and and that that I I feel like that makes a difference. Yeah, I'm not knocking what he does. Right, he's right. smart. He's a smart. You're a smart guy. But I'm saying, people like us at this table right here don't have real jobs. We have days or jobs. There's no doubt about it. 
but we're sure. not eight to five punching a clock, getting in the vehicle. I mean, we've got we've got we've beat life on a lot right. of goals. The problem is, is we got too many fuckers out there that don't want to do shit. They want to sit home and get a check and be on an iPhone all day, and they don't want to work, and they don't want to advance themselves at all, and that's where we're problem. It's not like we don't have enough people. we got too many fucking lazy people. But Wade in, was just an example of someone that works smart, not hard. I'm not saying you don't work but hard. But in 75 years, we're not going to have the people, and we're going to have the lazy people. Well, people like Wade, do you have any kids, Wade? No, sir. It's back to Wade again. you got to start. You can knock this girl up. you got to have some kids, Wade. <laughs> How old did you say she was? 27? 27. Tick, yeah. Tick, Y'all better tick, get going. Tick, yeah. Well... Well, there's You're a couple look. other steps that you have to take care of before. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't have to be married first. I, I'm thinking with her family, you probably do. Yeah, with his family. It, it, well, the be, Mormons, that's yeah. the way they are, these prearranged marriages. Oh, yeah. My parents. You're going to look up and be 37 like me and having little one fixing to be here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's all right. I got time. So is your I mom and time. dad for you to marry this girl? Has oh, I mean, they, they, I mean, Whatever makes Wade happy. We're getting in that little zone right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever makes Wade happy. So Wade, no, they they love her. They I mean, do? they've they've been around her, and you know, like I mean, like Andy said, my my mom's one of the sweetest ladies on this earth, and she's always said, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. That, and mom's and mom's mean that too. Yeah, mom's and, and, mean and, that. And, and, but do you have any siblings? I've got a younger brother. Does he have any kids? No. He's in so the, your mom's wanting grandkids. Yeah, she. Okay, there you they're, go. They're rooting. Oh, yeah, they're, they're rooting. They're they're, they're kind of nudging their shoulder. Every so once does in a while. Lacey? <laughs> does Lacey have any sisters or brothers? In her I, name, I, Lacey. I, Ma- Madeline. 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 I'm sorry, Madeline she's, Jones, she's, right? Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> Madeline Jordan. Well, I was way off on You're this deal. Fucking this all. He works for no, Casey Jones. That's yeah, right. The Jones. Yeah, yeah, so, Casey so, has a daughter so, named so Madeline. Does she have brothers or sisters? She's got an older brother and an older sister. So she and has they, and nieces they, and nephews. And they've both got kids. Yeah. Yeah. So her parents are not pushing for you? No. no. Okay, so this is a one-sided affair on the parents pushing. <clears throat> Pretty much. Do her parents like you? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Yes. I read a oh, lot yeah. of body language during the podcast, and when people cross their arms like that... They're nervous. <laughs> Are you worried I'll about un- what I'm going to un- ask you? I'll uncross it's, them. It's up, no, it's, it's subconscious. You, you didn't know, know who, you did it. You know who he reminds me of? Wayney Hutchinson. Coach Hutch, yeah. he does. He, he's got that same. When Wayney, when I would ask Wayney, would, I'd ask him tough questions just in conversation, like playing golf, because Wayney's fun to jack with. Oh, he'd yeah. sit there just like that, and he'd be like, mm. you, you yeah. could tell he's really wanting to say, Jeff, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> no, hell. It's That's all exactly good. what he would have said, it, too. It's all, oh. it's all good. No, it's all hell. good. Yeah. What are you doing for deer? Right, I'll, I'll, I'm going to bail you out. What are you doing for deer right now? Thanks, Andy. Uh, Nothing. We, we, no, we've been uh, – so we feed – supplemental protein starting december 1st and feed you know usually right now we're we're cutting it off and they're just on their own out in the pasture but it's Mm -hmm. usually green and lush and right and so we're still feeding right now i mean bucky's cousin jamie i think he's gone through seven you know 18 wheeler loads of protein from december one six it's a fucking hobby oh yeah so. Our, our deer here have not stopped feeding. <clears throat> was there deer on the field when you come in here? No, there wasn't. They're, they're here every, at no, 10 o'clock this morning, and at, I come back here at 1130. No, I got here at 930 to 1130. So two times I went down this road today, and the deer are out feeding. And there's nothing yeah. for them to eat. No. no they're like, struggling well, dust well, the, and the, green. The, the thing is, though, this year, you know, most years they've got green pickings out in the pasture. Right. The Texas and winter grass is kicking on. Your forbs are there. Well, your fillery should be starting right now, and it's... No Shoot, way. I hadn't seen a pea, I hadn't seen a leaf of fillery all year, mm-hmm. but um, you know that that wheat's the only green that they've got access to. So they're right. hitting, you know, your your feeders, whether it be corn or protein. You know, this time of year, usually a deer's not going to be eating corn. Right. You know, it 
that's a winter food source for them. It's more like candy than anything. And um, but they we've gone through I think six truckloads of feed, and so we'll you know Casey's comment was he said let's feed them until it greens up. So you know we, we, it, we may feed through the middle of April. We've got a spot right here by the trees. Would you come in that, that we leveled out some dirt and stuff, and it's down there. And I was thinking about planting some peas for them. For, for for like starting here pretty quick, right? Kind them of just a, so they'll have some over the summer. summer. Yes, I I don't know. There there have been people over in Albany talk about doing something along the lines of that. The problem is, you've got hogs and yeah. just yeah. just the rainfall. I mean, I don't know if, if we you, get you rainfall, would have, it wouldn't matter. But we could run a right. water hose over there and water it. But you well, said it would, the pigs though. would eat. It's it too late for anything now. Wheat's not going to pop at this point, is it, it? It will a little bit, but it's going to play out quick. Yeah. So right. it's Mar. It's St. Patty's Day today. Yeah. So I mean, if they're it calling rains for if it rains on Monday, Monday, it'll it'll jump through its ass, but it's gonna play out quick because it's getting so late, and it it should be mature right now. Right. Con- consistent rain between now and the time you cut, you might get a crop. You, but if it's possible, it, but it's not. If you own a combine in North Texas, you're fucked. You better plan start, on traveling somewhere. North. Yeah. But you know what? Even North is dry. Yeah. I saw where Oklahoma City East is getting rain, but he'll. Uh, Dallas East is is wet. Yeah. But you get to western Kansas, western Oklahoma, Nebraska, Blake had had no rain. Mm-mm. I don't know rain there anyway. I mean, no. they're dry. They're yeah, one everywhere. of the driest places in the United States. Yeah. Do you think – put your tinfoil hat on for a minute. Here we go. The harp. Oh, God, here we go. Your brother. <laughs> Fucking Tony. Your brother. I made a con- – so Tony thinks that the government is manipulating rainfall, creating the global warming. My thinking is – Droughts are nothing new to this area. The 30s, we were in the Dust Bowl. The it's 50s. Been, it's been hot before. It's been dry before. 2011? Well, yeah, I think to, Tony would argue that harp played a role in that. I don't think so. Hot and dry in Texas is not new. It's, it's a cycle. No. And, and the no. same with the windmills. Guys, every 10 years. Guy blamed yes. it on well, windmills. Yeah. They, they, they blamed it on the windmills down there in Albany. In 2011. That's forever. all you heard about was oh, it's the windmills. The windmills, it's, it's deviating the thunderstorms. Yes, yes. It, the Too much hot air and the, it, cr- the, it breaks. The interesting thing, though, and we're both weather nuts, but yeah. you would watch a you know, a storm cell on the radar. I've done and, it, too. And it would get That is almost, tracking, and I'm running 45 miles an hour <laughs> tracking. <laughs> And right, it gets right, them damn windmills, and, and it's it dis- like it dissipates. What just happened? And yeah. and it happened time and time again. But then we got into a pat, you know, a El. It would miss La Nina or whatever. What is it? It's La Nina. La Nina. And we got into El Nino. We got into the wet pattern, and right. that, that took that argument away. Right, and it rained. I mean, hell, some of the hardest rains were right out there Bottom in the windmills. middle of the wind, but windmill. In '98 or '99, we cleaned out a bunch of tanks on the ranch because it was so dry. Yeah, and that was the year we lost a bunch of yearlings because. Something happened and they got, they lost some water. Anyway, make a long story short, it was good. 2011, the yep. winter of 2011, it quit raining. Mm-hmm. Or 2010, excuse me. And here we are at 2022. Yeah, exactly. I tell you, every 10 every years. 10 yeah. years. And, it's a, and people don't know we're in a drought because it's happened over the wintertime. Yeah. But we ain't had three inches of rain here since, oh, we, since we, July. We planted wheat in September and, and the guys that got their grain in in September had maybe an inch, inch and a half of rain on it, got it up. You know, it everything's green, look good, and then since then, as far as measurable rain goes, I mean, it's been a tenth here, two tenths here. Yeah, we haven't had no nothing, rain. No rain. Nothing. Here's the thing with with the, with the windmills, that and and I will give them this, and it it makes perfect sense. 
when you get your thunderstorms and we get the dry line thunderstorms and we get them every every afternoon it rains one night they come through here and they push from lubbock and they'll go all the way to wichita falls to dallas and then that dry line backs up at nighttime yeah or that morning and then it starts up and wherever the dry line is and yep. once you rain once you get that wind out of the west you know you ain't getting a fucking rain usually when it gets to dallas that dry line will back up and they'll build right on 283 at my entrance yep. and then head east okay and, but but once they do that stuff and they keep moving back you keep getting the rain well you get that moisture on the ground and it evaporates up and it puts moisture in the atmosphere and it helps kick off the thunderstorms the next afternoon yeah. well those windmills what they, do they do they dry out that moisture that's on the ground yeah so they, they they so it gets to a dry spot there never thought about so, that. so the rain's coming and then it, all of a sudden, where there's no moisture coming up, it hit dry air again. Well, they dissipate. Then they get past the windmills again, where they're and they get fire up because the dry land. That's the only thing scientifically that I can think there's any argument to the windmills because yeah. the windmills are way too big. And I tell Tony this all the time with this harp shit. When you get into an airplane at thirty thousand feet and you look out, there ain't nothing you can do that's going to control that fucking atmosphere. I don't think it's way too right. much, too it's too big. dynamic. It's yeah, huge. I don't. I just. I'm it's ready. fun to think. I mean, it, conspiracies are fun. Oh, yeah. And all. No doubt. Like, all oh, the fucking yeah. government. It's, it's, but my thinking is, is why would it just be West Tech? Why would it just be this little area? Yeah. Oh, it's a lot of places that have I understand. It's up that. to it. But it's up to it's from here to about Blake. But why don't they make why don't they make shit wet? Ohio's not going through a drought. I'm, I'm with you. Well, the feed, the Corn Belt, though, is from South Dakota to here, and it's dry all over that place. And that's where you feed. That's where your grains were attacking Ukraine. I mean, the tinfoil hats are thinking, well, Ukraine, you're taking away all their corn. Now you're relying on they're China the biggest, and Russia the for all the fertilizer. Of fer fertilizer. Yeah, yeah. And, and so there's so who knows what they do. But my thing is, we didn't even invent big boy potties until about ten years ago that don't hurt your knees when you get old. Oh, so nice, the greatest thing in the whole world. If you're still shitting on a low rider, you got to change your style. <laughs> my, my wife, she's like, I just don't know why you don't use the bathroom in your office at the ranch. I'm like, because it's got a little it's man toilet and the bunkhouse down there's got big man toilets. <laughs> yeah, we put big man ones in here, and I've got them at the house. I love sitting them. Knees don't hurt. Take their because best time to read is when you're taking a dump. And your own legs will start hurting. I've got up before and I can't even fucking walk. My legs are sleeping shit. <laughs> can't you wait, Wade? Yeah. Can't you just wait? Looking 20, forward 20 to Twenty years yeah. from now. Yeah. But but I just hot and dry. It's not, it's nothing new in Texas. But Tony is just he's adamant. The government's fucking us. It's well, just, we know I've that. Had, I've had to, I've had to I've had to block him on Facebook. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> you seriously? I did. I blocked him. I don't see any of his stuff anymore. Because it's always the same thing. Yeah, I have noticed that. The government, for any, who's he yelling at on Facebook, by the way, Jeff? Who? Your brother. I don't look at his stuff. He all you, Demo all you, number one, all you Biden voters, go find a single mom and yeah, apologize that. to her. <laughs> Who are we talking to, Tony? <laughs> Seven people see your stuff. Like, well, the I, thing, uh, no Democrat sees his stuff. No Democrat, no. no. Because it's monitored. Right, you know. he needs to watch the social dilemma and realize who he's talking to. He's talking to me, and is I that, and I've blocked him. Is that good? The social yeah. dilemma? Yeah, it's really. Good. I want to watch it. <clears throat> it it. So what it's? I mean, it just it just shows that how it works. Well, and we've we polarized yeah. each other. Well, I put a lot of politics stuff on mine, and I still get a lot of play on mine though. <laughs> I'll read you the last seven. I'll read you the last three posts of of Anthony Joseph Stanfield, because he went for he went through a stage of. Country living's the best lemon. Living, he was he was selling himself. Senator Lindsey Graham, lots of work, lots of deep state and rhinos. It's them, daily wake up Democrat, daily wake up a Democrat post. Well, so they now, don't read. They don't read his shit. So now he's doing. He's got three. He got four. Likes I rode. On it. I rode the other day with him. Me and Harry went with him, and he was listening to some conspiracy theories. It was a it was a podcast. It was about Ukraine and stuff. What's going on? And 
I'm reading a book right now about it. There's no doubt that we've got a lot of our politicians have got money tied up to China and all this other shit. There's no doubt about that. But my wife is like Walter Cronkite now. I call, So I call her because I come in and she tells me the same shit. There's a group of about 10 people in Knox City that I'm closely associated with that are in this Q group. And they wear me out every day. Everything's going to hell. We're, going, we're in trouble. It's a big deal. This end of the world coming, blah, 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 blah. And I'm getting out. You know what? I can't control it. I'm still going to talk about it. I'm still going to pay attention a little bit. But I don't watch Fox News ever. I don't try to go look for the source. I read Twitter sometimes. But Hillary Clinton's still a cunt. So is Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> they ain't going nowhere. Do you agree no. with me, Wade? 100%. There you go. Wade doesn't speak like I do. He's a nice <laughs> young man. <laughs> Not on air. Madeline, you need to marry this boy. <laughs> I can marry y'all, too. Oh, yeah. I could you, drive down you there would and do it, do it after a hell of a deal. Yeah. That's perfect. Room yeah. seven. There's the ranch open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Come on. He would do it out here. Anyways. No, hold on. I've got more questions. You just keep your horse. About the conspiracy? Huh? About the weather? About everything, Jeff. Okay. I want to know what it was like when that 202 walked up and you, you draw your bow back and you're so, thinking, oh, shit. Well, hell, I'll, I'll send you the video. So oh, I've, you still I've, got the video of the... I filmed it. Um, of you shooting it? Yeah. Were you oh. shaking? Like a dog shooting a peach seed. Well, that's what I would be, so I didn't know. You know, honestly, I didn't get nervous until after the shot, and I just lost my marbles. Because mm-hmm. how it, much do you practice? Do it like during the off season? I start shooting kind of September first, and really shoot ten or twenty arrows a day. I mean, you don't need to shoot a bunch, but you know, you it's need just, to knock it, the rest off. Yeah. Are you a professional it, deer hunter? Is that what you would call yourself? No, hell no. I'm far from it. Who shot more big deer, though, than Wade Montgomery? Have you shot more big deer than Jack Brittingham? Oh, I don't know. Jack, Have you shot Jack, more low fence big deer than Jack Brittingham? I, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll put him up in a race on low fence. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's killed some giant high fence deer. This image ain't no slouch with a turkey call, neither. I want to. The high fence fascinates well, I, me. Yeah. Because. In, in what way? Well, not in like and not a good way. Oh, okay. Yeah, but if, not, you're not a, if you're shooting a deer on a ten thousand acre high fence ranch, that's still a free range fucking animal. No. Yes, he no. is. I think you can train these deer to come to the feeder you, at a certain you time. Got your drop on. Yeah. What do you What do you think? A ten thousand acre high fence ranch. Those deer are pretty damn wild. I, so, mm. so, so I've hunted. I've killed a management deer out of a high fence. I've had buddies that have been on leases in South Texas that are fifteen thousand acres high fence. They've released deer in there 15 years prior you know so the the breeder bucks or the introduced in genetics or you know it's just supplemented the herd it's it's still honey at the end of the day and and i mean in 15,000 acres you know a deer could be on the northwest corner one day and the southeast corner the next and and it's tell them about the deer this year yeah but, you know, I have no desire to go shoot a deer out of a high fence. No, I, I, I understand I, I that. Care, I don't, I don't care see why anybody would. If it's 200 acres or 20,000 acres. But see, there's a I, difference I, between the two. But we've also... Well, it depends. If there's introduced genetics, I'm out. But if it's a 20,000 acre ranch that's high fence with just all natural mm-hmm. genetics, it's different. I would probably still go shoot a deer there. Would I be as proud of him? No. But what, what I'm saying is but a I'm 200, talking, 200 acre high fence play shooting a deer... Is a lot different than shooting one on a twenty thousand acre high range. Depends if, if it's all introduced genetics. It's not. 
It's all the same. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, because you like, go in there and kill out all your na- like native deer, right. you and you just right. all you got in there is just well, monsters. We, they've got a high fence ranch right here by us as you go off the river, and I drive by there one day, and there's a 200 class whitetail out there, and there's standing some, on just the walk. Fence. Yeah, right. that, that's different. Yeah. Right. But you get a 20,000 acre ranch, big deal. I, and and I'm not saying it's not, but I, I flip this switch on this. It's kind of like going to the Apache Muscular and shooting an elk. Yeah. They take a bid. Whoever pays the most is going to get shoot the biggest elk. Right. Yeah. They can drive you out in a pickup and shoot. Oh, that's number one over there. And right. you shoot a 500-inch. I don't even know what a fucking elk, big elk is now. No, no, oh, yeah, 450. Four, four, but but yeah. you shoot one of them. Well, that deer, is that's not a wild-ass deer. It's not like you're a really hard hunt, but it's still a wild animal. Right. So there's places you can go shoot wild. You can go to the Wagner Ranch and shoot a big-ass deer, and it's not like you're hunting on it. And those are free-range animals. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and you know, I had guys, we, we caught a lot of grief this year on the deer that we shot that, you know, across the state of Texas, we put them on buck registry. Everybody's saying those are released high fence deer. Oh, man. Jealousy. You the know, comments and, are and, crazy. And, and it's, those are as legit as, as they come. Those deer were born on the ranch. They've been on our feed program. You know, they were six and a half years old. We've got history with them. Um, you know, but. He was the right the, man to shoot that deer from the comments that were made because people. Really? The 202? Yeah, because people coming in there talking about how those were released deer or genetics out of released deer, and Wade just sitting over there quiet and calm, and he's like, to my, I, I didn't, to my I, knowledge, I do not know of any released deer in the last 50 years in this in this county, you know, blah, 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 blah. They, yeah, they probably could have got out of a high fence maybe one time, but we have history of these deer. They were born on this ranch, you know. There's no other deer like them. You know, and it's just like I've been over there. F you, you sorry. <laughs> Meet me at this address. Yeah. You know, but that that's the difference on a, a low fence. You know, and I don't care if it's twenty thousand acres or two hundred acres. Like I said, the thing is, those deer are held captive on that property. We right. had a deer this year that was at Casey's house, which is out west of Albany, and we called him Junior. And Junior was a beautiful deer, had a bunch of kickers, but you know, he we we all agreed on the newel. We're going to pass this deer, give him a year, see what happens. Because he's the type of deer that could turn into a 180, 190-inch deer. So how do you do that? You just have a picture of him and like, hey. Yeah, if you everybody, see, if you no see this deer, don't even don't even look at him. And mm-hmm. everybody, so that's a unique thing. I mean, it's all invite only. It's friends and family. We don't sell any hunts, right. advertise. And so we agree to pass this deer. Opening day of rifle season, they kill him on the nail. Oh. 9.6 miles to the Here's north the thing, of us. I'm fixing to show you a picture. Good job, Bucky. I'm fixing to show you a picture of this deer three years ago. He lived at my barn for two and a half years <laughs> and then disappeared. He's been living over there really? for the last year and a half. And, and, and he went nine and a half miles. Nine and yep. a half miles. And why? I mean, he had I couldn't the, figure he, out where the deer went. I hadn't seen him. And then all of a sudden, I sent Wade the picture. And he's like, that's Junior. That's Junior. We're not shooting Junior. Well, I, I texted Bucky. I said, did y'all, did y'all have any luck opening weekend? Did y'all kill anything? And he said, yeah. You know, Bob Nosler killed a great deer, a bunch of kickers, and sent me a picture. And I looked at him. I thought, man, that deer looks familiar. There's no way That's he went near. damn near 10 miles What to do the you nail. think made it? What do you think made him go that way? Resources? I think, Pussy? I, I think he lived up there on the – I think he was born and his younger at years his lived up there at the nail. And for whatever reason, during the rut the year before, he went south and wound up on the newel and lived there throughout the summer. And then when the rut – you know, first of November, weather cools off. They kind of get in the mood, and he took off and went home. And I thought he was two the first year I started feeding him at my barn. Uh-huh. And then his three-year-old year, I thought, dang, that's going to be a cool deer. <laughs> and then he just that He's year gone. he was gone, and I thought, what the hell happened? He was healthy. 
you know, he was a slick 10, had a big old kicker. And I thought, I don't know. And then. Do you think they just, because, I mean, he, he had to be one of the top dogs where he was, wasn't he? As far as, like, breeding? Down there at Casey's, yeah. so, so at Casey's, I mean, he's got 50 or 60 deer that come into his, mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of like y'all do, feeds the same road every day, 365 days a year. And the deer was there every day. He was the, the boss hog. I mean, he didn't have any reason to leave. He had food, water, you know. Oh, that's a nice deer. That was that's, him as a junior. That's what I thought as a, as a three-year-old. Yeah. Now, what makes you think that? Just because of Just how? the year before, looking at him, I thought he was two. But there, are there any markers on him that, make, that would make you think? Yeah, okay, so see right there? He's got two kickers on that G2. Yeah. Now... There he is right there. Oh, okay. That's, this, it. that's, that's this year. That's, well, that's on the house. That's That's Junior. That's Junior. I took that picture through a pair of binoculars, and then they killed him the next. And there's Junior dead. <laughs> 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 and what's bad is I saw this deer the day before, and I thought, holy hey, cow. You know, you know Corey that comes hunting with us? Yeah. He was with me, and I was like, we went and told Craig. I was like, man, this deer is cool, but I think he needs another year. Mm-hmm. And Craig, they were like, you know, Bob's got Parkinson's real, real bad. I drove up on this deer and he would not run off and he just it took they said it took almost 12 minutes for bob to get the gun out and mm. get ready and craig was like you know what i'm just gonna let him shoot him right and yeah and he and and you know good, they, aged good. Him, they aged him at five and a half on the report from sending the jawbones off he was five and a half i he whatever he was four and a half five and a half i don't know but well it's cool that bob yeah bob can, because I mean, it'll he, be bob's last year at the ranch. he's a great deer and mm-hmm. and i told bucky i said i'm not mad i'm tickled to death that you should be mad i him. raised that deer <laughs> <laughs> i had yeah. the first two years of his life you were just no. feeding the fucker no i know but i was just like gosh i mean why does a deer go 10 miles right you know it's one thing if an elk's migrating or yes. mule deer but that deer had everything he needed right there where he was. Did so. you see the mule deer doe that went? It was on a tracker. Oh, like, was yeah. it three or four, five hundred miles? Two ninety. Yeah, two ninety-five. And, and did it every year. Yeah, that's just crazy. Speaking of elk, y'all ever have any elk in y'all's area? Have y'all sighted any? Bucky's got one on his ranch. Yeah, I can't find the son of a gun. He's driving me crazy. What, what do you mean? mean? He got out of the high fence over there to the south. Oh. And two years ago, he was like, "Don't kill him." I'm like, "All right." And I could have shot him one time, but he wasn't. He was just like a three by three, and I was like, no. Well, last year I couldn't find him. This year I couldn't find him. So my sister, they they come in the other day, and he was standing in the middle of the road, one horn gone, and I'm like, oh, damn it. Yeah, you, you need to go find the sheds no. off of him. Are you going to shoot him if you see? Yeah, him? you're damn right. Do you think He's, that we would ever get to a point if enough got out that we would have a native population of elk around here? They could survive. Yes, they were native here. Right. I, th- I, th- I think first. out there, like Bucky was talking on the Callahan Divide, right there west of 283 and all those hills. Yeah. I mean, they they killed them. When did they shoot the, not the all dad that got out of the fence? Oh, probably eight years ago. We killed a 34 inch all dad on the west side of the ranch. That was out in the middle of kind of that country that's we, out in the middle of just nowhere. On the side of a hill we, got, we got elk north of here about seven, eight miles. See, I've heard see. that. There, that's, there's Na- a, there's, like native? Or got no, out? No, no, no. They got out. But First generation. Here. And I heard Max and them's ranch. They've got there's twenty or thirty on their place right now. I've seen pictures. Wow. Of them. Like, I heard there's a pretty yeah, good wad of elk up at Claremont there, yeah. west of Jayton. Yeah. I heard there's a pretty good herd up there yeah. in the breaks. There's a good there's a good herd that's on the Wichita River right here, but it's all big ranches. Nobody's gonna fuck with them. They're li- they're, they're they're not messing with them. And there's there's probably thirty or forty of them up there right now. It'd be oh, interesting yeah. to and see. And they're having cow- cows. I mean, they're having ba- they're they're reproducing. It would be interesting to see how big they could get, like with what we've got, with the resources that we have. I think and those elk down huge. there would be fine. You think those so? I think, yeah, 
I mean, I think yeah. You look at the, I think you look at the deer big, that big. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, if there were just a handful of them, they're not. That that's the issue on some of the ranches over there in Albany. Everybody's feeding these deer. You yeah. know, oh, we've got to feed every deer within four miles of the perimeter of our ranch where you're drawing all these deer in well they're all competing for the same browse right which is what the hill country you don't hear of low fence hill country deer getting over 150 inches right but they're, they're all competing for yeah. the same natural browse but you know you throw 150 200 elk in this area right it's gonna I, it'd be it'd be cool to see i, I wonder what so. it would do to the deer population because that no. would take away resources, I mean, they, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it, it, would, they, it wouldn't help it by any means. But we we have the, that area up there is rough enough country that the elk can get a place where they can get away. What the, what's going to happen is the state of Texas is going to come in in about five years, and they're going to close elk season is what they're going to do. So people like you and me, if I had elk on one of our places, I'd shoot it too. You know, If you don't have an ear tag in it, you're really not breaking on It's an like open season. Yeah. But they're going to come in and say, no, we're going to close all elk season. They're going to be protected, and then we're going to give you 10 years. We're going to start letting them. And that's what's going on in Nebraska right now. They're starting to have the seasons on them and stuff. Start and, and like, uh, just let the population grow. They're going and then right. 10 years that, down the road. That way, it don't keep some guy from going and killing six right. or seven of them. Well, you look out in the Davis Mountains. I mean, they kill 400-inch right. so, bulls so out there yes. every year. And, I mean, that's. But it took having to have the state to kind right. of monitor it. And I'm not big on the state being in charge of anything, but that's what it's going to have to take to get elk out here. But yeah. it's kind of like the bear population in Oklahoma now. That's just blown up in southeast yeah. Oklahoma. They got bears everywhere now. Well, they they closed it and then they opened it up and they let them shoot, let's say, 80, 80 bears. I don't know what the number is, but they shoot them in two days. Is it a draw? A draw no, shoot? it's open. You can it's buy it over the counter if you. it's on your deer lease, but they only shoot so many and you got to go to a check station and get them checked in and weighed right. in and stuff. But. They shoot like with it with their, their lot eighty, and I, I think it's more than that even. They shoot their allotment that first that weekend. I mean, there's that many of them. Every, everybody I know that's got a deer lease in southeast Oklahoma in that little area has got pictures of bears. They see bears like we have hogs. Like north of Texoma, that country. That area, Hugo, Oklahoma, yeah. Tishomingo, that yeah. area over there, tons of tons of bear. I mean, that's crazy. And, and where are they we, coming out of Arkansas? They've just Arkansas, Louisiana, um, just those areas have moved in that thicket area. We uh. Where we hunt in Oklahoma around Hobart, they've got elk. A couple of towns around, right around there, they've got wild elk. Yeah, I remember you. That they come from Wichita Mountains. Yeah, but Wichita they, Mountains. They've is, moved. Yeah. They moved on the wheat. You know, they see them on the wheat, and they cause a lot of damage. They're yeah. a big, you know, imagine a deer making a damn deal. It's extra cow you got running around oh, yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. For sure. Could you imagine if Texas did what South, because doesn't South Dakota, we're below. In Wyoming. Wyoming, I'm sorry. Yeah, they, they have to pay yeah. farmers yeah. for damage that uh, wild animals. I was do. listening to that. And I was like, Can you imagine if Texas had that program? They'd lose their ass just on wild pigs. Damn right. There's oh, not yeah. a lot of people in Wyoming. That's one helps them because right. there's, there's, there's limited number right. of ranchers up there. But, but when he said that, I was thinking, yeah. God Almighty. When, when we went to we went to Yellowstone and we come out of Yellowstone and we come out the north entrance, Gladstone maybe might have been the, the entrance we come out of by the uh, whatever it is, one of the springs, Manitou Springs. We come out that way. As you're driving in the mountains, the barren mountains, and then you start getting into where they've got pivots, where they got rye or wheat planted and stuff, or alfalfa, there'll be fucking three, four, five hundred elk on a field, yeah. and it's every oh, yeah. one of them is like that way. And you're thinking, and they live God, there, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thinking, God, you know, how do you get a crop raised? You yeah, deal with you, elk you every day. The, yeah, you think the hogs are better <laughs> out here. <laughs> and, that, and, and it's nothing to see three, four hundred head of elk, and then see another two hundred mule deer in there. Right. My, my wife's brother, one of his best friends in college, he's from Wyoming, and if you leave Cody and go north and a little bit east, 
right on the Montana border. I can't remember the name of this town. That's where he's from, and they grow alfalfa. That's where Jamie, my cousin Jamie, buys all his alfalfa from this guy. They're the driest place in the United States. They're drier in Death Valley. They get less than three inches of rain a year. And they they irrigate out of the Yellowstone River, probably. No, the Wild Bill Cody Reservoir. When you're going, when you leave Cody, Wyoming, uh-huh. going into the Yellowstone, there's a canal system, and you know they don't add any more people to this canal. The only people that are grandfathered in are on it, and they're on the end of that line. But they just they get all the water they need. Yep. yep. Yeah, because there's a lot of water there. But they get less than three inches of rain a year. But it's perfect for growing their crops. Oh yeah, for alfalfa especially dry. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Yellowstone? Yeah. That's one of the neatest places it I've is. ever been. That's one place I'd like to take my grandkids. I got engaged in Yellowstone. Well, congratulations. There what you were you doing? Wade, you got to go to Yellowstone. Take a, take a hike. And we were just on a, I was on a vacation with her family, and I thought about doing it while we were there, and her dad tricked me into it. Well, how, he tricked how did he you do into that? it? Yeah, we were just driving along, and he, we decided if they decided to take family photos, I'd do it then. Now, had you, this was all pretty, you had already talked to him about Yeah, we've already taken her And hand. I had the ring there with me, and. I thought, well, if we find a spot, and he just whipped it over by this lake, it was like, here we go. Well, we need a picture here. And I was like, oh, shit. Have you heard the story about Blake's engagement? No. Oh, geez. Do you remember Christ. talking to me that day? No. On FaceTime? I didn't It was right you. after you fell. <laughs> was it? Yeah. When did you fall? Oh, and the, uh, going to back to the room. No, I was, getting, I was trying to get my COVID test. I talked to you? Yeah. No. I it was you and Blake and <laughs> Emily and uh, Jesse, and Blake goes, Bucky, we're fucked up. We'll call you later. We were. We what were. day was that? Was that the day we had the cabana? Jeff, I don't Saturday. remember. I don't remember talking that was the to. Co- that was the cabana that day. That was Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's the day we had the cabana. Stoner t- FaceTime me at like eleven. No, we morning. had the cabanas on Sunday. I don't remember talking to the guy. Whatever day he got engaged, Stoner te- FaceTime him was like Blake just got engaged. That was it. That I was at Al Morales. That was on Saturday. Was it on yes, Saturday? That was I've on got Saturday. the video. Yeah, one I was, was moving. One of us was pretty sober on this trip. It was, it not, was not Andy. No. I was fucked up. I was no. drunker than 10 Indians. <laughs> no. I told, I wanted Blake to ask her to get engaged the first day or the last day. That way, if she said no, it would be awkward yeah, for the rest of us because we're going to have a good time. You don't want to figure it February 26th. So, yeah, it was Saturday. So, Blake Poppy orders this ring in November, orders it from a guy in Stephenville. Canadian. That was his first mistake. They're non-committal in Canada. <laughs> so and far, ta- you're 100% correct. And talking to this guy, non-committal is a compliment. So, he orders it in November. We've got the trip planned for February. He talks to the guy. We're leaving on... I don't even remember what We were going to leave on... We were supposed to leave, fly out. We were going to leave on Wednesday, and we were okay. flying out on Thursday. But... Either way, Yo. Blake had it set up to where it was going to ship to my house. We were going to bring the ring down to Mexico. Blake says, okay, we're flying out 24th of February. Will it be at their house before they leave on the 23rd? Absolutely no problem. Don't worry about it. The ring, we'll, we'll, we're finishing it up. Eh? Eh? Week before, Blake calls the guy. Hey, uh, just checking up. Like, is the ring going to be done? Blah, blah, blah. Like, they're driving up on wednesday to fly out thursday are we still good is it gonna be in knock city by then oh yeah yeah no problem at all no problem well like it gets to like friday before we fly out on wednesday well the postal service is a fucking wreck oh, just yeah. terrible. if you ship it on friday it's not gonna There's get here no way. maybe by next friday maybe so he calls the guy and he's like hey what's the deal with the ring is it done is it shipped is it where is it he's like no no, no i've still got it so blake said okay there's a guy that lives in Granbury, which is 30 minutes from Stephenville. Can you give it to him 
and then they can meet in the Metroplex before they fly out and get it from them. Yeah, absolutely, no problem. Well, Snowmageddon hits. We don't fly out of Dallas anymore. We're going fucking Houston. So We had to drive to Houston on Wednesday. Jeff, Blake calls me, and he's like, listen, what are you guys, how are you guys getting to Mexico? I'm like, at this point, Blake, I don't know if we're getting to Mexico. Jeff, all, you know, negative Nelly over there. The thinker in the group. Blake, <laughs> we're not going to be able to get your ring. Tony calls Blake. Blake, you might as well just get another ring. We're not going to be able to get your ring. Yeah, like, they, storm like they fucking grow on trees. Just I'm going to get, get an, another Just one. get another one. You've had this one ordered for two months, three months. Just go get another one. You could one. give her a ring and then give her the ring. Nah, ring. Jeff, they don't appreciate <sighs> yeah, that. Yeah, they probably wouldn't. And my wife even seconded that. She said, Blake, you do not need to get a second ring. So we drive through. In well, hold on. Storm. You're leaving off a lot of story of this deal. What? So we are Wednesday morning. Scrambling. At 7 o'clock in the morning, Jesse calls me. She said, hey, they've can't. They've moved our flight back. They haven't canceled it. They've just delayed it. I've already rented a suite in Dallas for all of us to stay in. Prepaid for it. So you save $37. Cost me $600 for <laughs> doing that. Hell of a deal. So we're, gonna, we're going to Dallas to stay. That's where we're flying out of Wednesday morning. Well, me and Michelle are going to ride with Jesse and Andy. And we're going to go down there and go out and eat dinner somewhere. We can't leave till 7.30. Reese's got basketball practice. Tony's going to drive down about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and he's going to he run by and pick ring. up the ring. Well, now there's an ice storm. So we're sitting in the office here Wednesday morning about 9.30, and I'm like, fuck. I don't know how we're going to get to Mexico. I've tried to book a trip out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, Lubbock, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, El Paso. I'm thinking of any way we can drive that place to yeah. get a flight to Cancun. Everything flies through fucking Dallas, Texas. And they're canceling everything. Well, about 30 minutes later, I get a message, and Jesse calls. They just canceled our flight. I said, like, fuck. She goes, but I think the 4 o'clock flight is on. I said, okay. So we start leaving. Tony finds a flight, Southwest Airlines, out of Houston to Cancun, one way. Book that motherfucker. So we booked it. We left here at 1230. My wife, who is a super packer, she has packs for every fucking thing. If we were going to the desert to stay, she would pack a coat just to make sure. She overpacks <laughs> for every fucking thing. You don't know what thing. you're going to run into. You, she fucking overpacks for everything. I called her. I said, Michelle, we're leaving in 30 minutes to go to Houston. What? She goes, I haven't even packed yet. I was going to pack later on. I said, you better start packing. We got 30 minutes. I said, I haven't packed either. Bathing suits and, sh and flip-flops. Yeah, that's, that's all you need. need. So I take... I said, fuck it, I'm only going to take one bag because they're going. it's just going to be... So I, I took my dive bomb backpack, perfect piece of luggage for me, too. Threw my shit in there. Michelle, 30 minutes. She overpacked. Cost me $75 because she was overweight. <laughs> and <laughs> couldn't believe it. That lady goes, you're eight pounds over. She goes, do you want to switch and try to put some in your shit? I said, fuck no. I said, $75? No, I just pay $75. Pay fucking dollars. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so we're driving down. So I called the guy. I said, Blake, no matter what Jeff tells you, I'm getting your ring. Don't don't let them get you down. Leave it up to me. I'll have I'm it getting. I'm driving. I'm getting your ring. So we're, I picked Jeff and my mother up. He's like, we can't go to Stephenville. We cannot. You got to go to Austin and over to Houston. We cannot get Blake's ring. It's icy. I said, I'm driving. I've got this. So I said, Blake, give me the guy's number. I'm going to call him. I call the guy. What time? It was 12? He was going to meet us. He was going to give it to Steve, and then Steve was going to meet right. us. He was like, no, fuck the count the middleman out. So Which I call the go? guy, and I say, hey, um, we're actually driving to Houston now to fly out to Cancun. I'm friends with Blake Poppy. I'm, I'm going to pick up his ring in Stephenville. What's the weather like down there? Well, I hadn't been out yet. Yeah. How the fuck do you not know? Because I'm wanting to know, do we like, have an inch of ice on the ground? Right. Do, you, do you have a window? Like, can you look out and, like, give me a little bit of a... I hadn't been out I yet. I hadn't been out yet. 
I had to call Steve Barber, who lived in Granbury, to give me a fucking weather report. Because if it was like... Was it icy down there? No, no it was, it was lucky. From Abilene, it stopped and got icy. And then and we we were good all the way to Houston. Harry drove home that night, and, and he said from bad. College Station on, it was horrible. So cars rolled over in the ditches and everything. But bad. I couldn't get past that comment. What's the weather like? Hadn't been out I hadn't yet. been out yet. Fucking Do you have a fucking window that you can look out? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm driving no through an ice storm right now. Can you just look out a window yeah. and tell me just what I might be your, coming yeah, into? Give me an just idea. A, a little well, heads if, up. Because if it would have been icy and you couldn't drive down there, no, you're then not I would have. Right. That's right. We right. would have been going south and I'd have bought no. a fucking right. fake ring for Blake to buy. I'm fine, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. But I just, like, that's a fucking Canadian answer. I've scouted. I scouted up there the year that we were up there. How, oh, you know, I haven't even been out yet. Like, fucking lie to me at this yeah. point. I don't give a shit. Just tell me it's terrible. Where did he, terrible. Where did he find this guy? Uh, so the ring Shelby. that she wanted, uh, they kind of yeah Instagram and and I found think the Shelby guy. Shelby knew the guy. He did a really good job. The yeah. ring was beautiful. So anyway, we drive to Stephenville. We get the ring. We meet at what's the name of that place we ate at? The little Mexican restaurant right there on the main by Tarleton. The uh, little, I can't remember the taco. Some taco company. I can't remember. Jeez, it's, it's, a, it's a Stephenville I ain't tradition. Been in Stephenville a long time, and I didn't leave anything the last time. They wouldn't even let me go in there and take a piss. Yeah, they were shut down on the inside. So anyway, we get. I was the, like, Can I come in there and take a leak? No, sir, you can't. Okay. We Parking get, lot it is. Yeah. We, we get the ring, and um, my wife. We all get. We all come to the agreement. Jesse blew a good one. We're going to send the picture of a fake ring to Blake. My wife had. So she travels with like a little shitty yeah. little ring, so she doesn't lose her wedding ring. We were going to take a picture of that in the box, send it to Blake. Like this is what we got. It was going to be perfect. And he'd be like, "What the fuck?" Everybody in the in the in the car was laughing at the joke, including and, Jesse, including Jesse. So like she heard. I know that she heard. Well, like thirty minutes later, Blake's like. Or how did it even come up? I said we need to we got we got to take this picture of the ring and send it to him. Okay. So, oh. She goes, oh well, I sent him a picture I already. A picture the ring. It's like what go, the fuck, Jesse? <laughs> you were laughing at the joke. You were in on the joke. How the fuck you fuck that up? This is a perfect one. He's gonna be like, well, that's not the goddamn ring I paid for. I paid seven thousand dollars for that son of a bitch. Yeah. Forty nine dollar yeah. fucking Avon ring. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. But anyways, she's like, oh, I didn't know. I Damn it, Jesse. You had the whole conversation you were in on it. How do you fuck that up? You can't tell me that you had your AirPods in and like you didn't hear. Like you were laughing at the joke. So we get to the Isle of Moeris and Blake, we had a code, Tom Osborne. That was the word. Tom Osborne, I give Blake the ring and and they go. And I was like five tequila shots in and he comes up to me. He's like, hey, he's got a cube in his mouth. Tom Osborne. What are you talking about? Tom Osborne. <laughs> Didn't register. <laughs> no, I'm like. Ain't he dead? Yeah, like, <laughs> Nebraska coach, what are we yeah. doing here? Like, where's the ring? I'm like, oh, fuck, it's on the boat. So I got to go. I got to track my drunk ass back to the boat. Find, because it was in Jeff's backpack. I don't know where Jeff's backpack was. It was on the boat. <laughs> on the boat. And, like, find the ring. And I'm like. That's why my bag had been through when I went there. Yeah. You know what? I was the first one back to the boat. It wasn't the cabana boy. So no. I did. I was like, like, Tom Osborne. It finally registered. Here, my drunk ass, here's your wedding ring. No, they, they wrote me into buying $240 worth of fake fucking tequila. Yeah, me too. They get in there and they, I heard that they, story. Oh, I couldn't believe that shit. Boy, it was white, creamy looking shit. And takes it. Oh, it tastes just like coconut. Michelle got home. She was going to show Zach and Shelby how good it is. Poured it. It was crystal clear. I'm like, that's not the same shit they were fucking giving us as samples at that place. But you could tell he was nervous. I was, he was nervous. scared to death. Why? I knew she was going to say yes. Yeah, but you're in front of everybody. Yeah. And there were seven video cameras out of Blake, poor Blake. Like, if she just said no. I was getting my fish aid on. I had my feet in the Who fish Who was tanks. it that, fo- was it Trevor that photobombed? Yeah. Yes. That's a pretty yeah, good picture. 
I think I've got That's it. That's a good picture. Have you ever had the fish eat your fish? That where you put your feet in the damn deal and the dead fish eat all the shit, dead skin no, on? No, oh, be a bunch no. of dead fish. Oh, my badass. fish is damn ticklish. Man, I love that shit. Boy, I was sitting in there doing that, and Michelle's like, "Blake's fixing to ask a pop question. I ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I ain't gonna say yes or no for." Her. If she's but, smart, she's gonna say yes. He's a good catch. He is that. But I can remember when I asked Jesse, like it was just us two, and I was still nervous. Yeah, I couldn't imagine doing it in front of a bunch of people. So Wade, how are you gonna do yours? I hadn't even thought that far yet. Yeah, start thinking, but you don't want yeah. her to get away from you. She's a freaking doctor. Let's watch Wade know. shoot a two hundred. Oh right yeah, quick. and we, she's we, she's we a real doctor. It. We had a guy work for us. Told us his wife was a doctor, and she what is this a God GoPro? Almighty. No video. Camera. No, I had a big camera for on everybody that says that you don't fucking shoot big deer under a feeder this is going to show put that to rest what if, on a I normal mean, year would that deer be eating at feeders take yeah i mean take a step wow did you see the blood come out of that some bitch rewind it and watch him right there in that pocket hang on a second let me see if i can how far out are you on this 24 yards you, so you knew you had a good Holy shot. Holy smokes. Yeah, I mean, he went. The yeah. other fucking deer wasn't small that was with him. Yeah, that's what. No. Hold on. <laughs> other deer? Hold on a second. What's this deer on the right score? We shot him a couple weeks later. He was right at 140. Oh, he, he looks bigger than point. That one is a fucking hoss. Why'd you shoot the 140 inches? The boss man told me to go kill the big one. No, oh, no, oh, no. What, what, yeah. He was just an eight point. He was a, just he a management no deer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a management deer, 140 <laughs> inch deer. <laughs> How far did he, he had go? to give his? He had to do all his commentary for Deercaster or whatever it's called with juries. How far was he? Twenty-four yards, and he he no, went. No, no, no. How far did he go? Fifty yards. Fifty yards. Yeah. Give him an hour or forty-five minutes. About five minutes. Is that all? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be the same fucking. I, I knew I smoked him, and was he dead? They're still thumping. Oh yeah. Have you ever walked up to a deer and he was still had a little bit of life? We had one this year. Um, a hunter shot him. He was a deer we called Hercules, and he was mid one seventies, big, huge frame. He had a bigger frame than the deer I shot. Um, and so the guy was from Houston. Comes in, shoots the deer. He said, "I smoked him. I watched him fall." Sends me the video. I'm thinking, hell, same deal. That deer's fifty yards. Awesome. Let's go get him. I walk out there, and in that pasture, the broom weeds were two and a half foot tall. And I said, "All right, Blake, where where did he fall?" And he said, "Right out there." I walk out there, and the deer's head turns, and he turns and oh. looks at me, and I'm like, "Shit, <laughs> this isn't good." So I'm like, "Blake, come here," and I said, "Draw your bow back." And he's like, "I can't see him." I said, "I don't care. Draw your bow. <laughs> at least have your bow drawn, where when you walk up here and you can see him, right. you You're can ready shoot to go. him." And he's like, where is he? I'm like, be quiet. He's still, he's right here. He's still alive. I mean, he's 10 yards from me. And so we walk up to him. I'm like, draw your damn bow. And he won't do it. And so he walks around to the side where he's got a little bit of an opening and goes to draw his bow back and his arrow, jumps out of his arrow rest and gets oh. stuck. And so, and he's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And of course the deer jumps up and takes off running. And I actually had a rehearsal dinner that night. And so <laughs> I was like, we'll get JT and the dogs down here in a little while, but I've got to go. I mean, I was on a time crunch. And so they wound up, they found the deer 600 yards with the dogs from where we jumped him. But no, it, it happens all the time. And, really? and that is a terrible feeling. And I've, you know, 
It was a Dude, rookie mistake, that, but you don't ever go track a deer. I don't care if you think you've smoked him. You take your bow with you if you're bow hunting. You take your rifle if you're rifle hunting. Because I've had I've had it happen way too many times. I've had I had it happen with a kid one time that the deer was laying dead in the feeder pen, and we walk up to the deer and he goes to bobbing his head. I said, Ryder, just shoot him behind the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And the kid draws down. Of course, this kid's nine or ten years old, freaking out, misses the deer. The deer jumps up, and we never never found him. What wow. did, that that two hundred class deer that you shot? How big was he last year? He was mid one seventies. So, so you you knew this deer? Is there yeah, any, we, we called him Unicorn. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any deer? That, or, or you, I know you don't know this, but have you ever had a big deer just pop up all of a sudden? You're like, where the hell? I've never seen that. Deer we had before. a deer this year that was mid one nineties. That we, my brother and I, saw him last year, probably the second week of December, kind of the tail end of the rut. Showed up at a feeder, didn't know him. He had three broken tines, and my brother's like let me shoot him mm-hmm. and i'm like no he's broke up he's like the taxidermist can fix that and i was like no we're not we're not shooting him and so didn't shoot the deer the deer disappears we don't see him i don't have any pictures of him run cameras set up some other kind of offset feeders doesn't show up anywhere so i think you know the deer dies second week of december this year literally i mean same time frame run a camera up there at that same feeder the deer shows back up and he's a straight 12 point has like six kickers and is well into the 190s and i'm like okay i've like texted kc hey we've got a deer in the 190s you know go kill him he's like i'm i'm good maybe we'll find the sheds this year oh shit and so the deer was there for four days then disappeared for about a week showed back up the middle of the night one night and I haven't seen him since. So you've and, got a deer that's going to be over 200 maybe this year. Possibly, but I don't I, I don't know where the deer lives. I don't know where he came from. He's probably over at Bucky's house. He could, he, he could be, though. But, but I've, asked, I've asked every neighbor that we've got, you know, do you, does this deer ring a bell? And nobody recognizes him. Because everybody would talk about it. You think well, he lives well, to you, the northwest over there? I think there's a big flat back to the southeast of where he shows up. And there's about 1,500 acres that doesn't have a feeder down there. And after he showed up this year and then disappeared, I put two feeders down there in that bottom, and he didn't show up at either one. But but that gives I, you a hope for next year that you're going to have a big ass oh, deer yeah. if we get some rain, a big, big, big deer. Yeah, I mean it's kind of it's. Everybody's asked me this year. They're like, you know, what's the deal? And I it, it was a perfect storm of rainfall, genetics, age, mm-hmm. you know. It might be a Pat, decade before it happens again. Oh, I, I mean, so they've owned that ranch for 30-plus years, and that this is by far the best season they've ever had. Not just the big deer, but, you know, we I think we shot six deer that went north of 170 this year. And usually on an average year, if you break 165 in Shackford County, that's a giant. So it was – You're going to piss the boys in the Golden Triangle off now. I went down. I hunted down there in January, and they. It was funny, but they're you know, same type deal. They kill two hundred inch deer every year down there, and they were in a drought type situation. And the biggest deer they'd shot this year was a little over one eighty. And you know, all you hear about is the Golden Triangle, the Golden right. Triangle. And I'm like, well, Shackford County can compete. Do you, do you see that Facebook page, Puro Pinchy or whatever it is? I don't guess it's so. Some, it's some deer hunting deal. I don't know how the hell I'm a member of it, but I am. But I like I don't ever write anything, but I read all this shit. I like it. 
today or yesterday the big debate was tipping hunting guides and the guys on there you shouldn't tip them you don't tip the guide you know the it's a post office blah blah dude it's a service yeah damn right wake yeah. wake the fuck up you know one or bit well, it was a back and forth deal but the guy was trying i guess some guy down there made a post that said if you save up money to go on a deer hunt you're going to spend four thousand dollars to go shoot a deer hunt you need to go ahead and save another 20 percent so you can give 800 dollars tip to the guy that's his job and that's what he does well what was just back and forth but it backfired on the guy because more people were like the you know the guy that's what the guy does for a living you know yeah. Well, it's not my fault he chose to do something like that. Well, don't be a fucking dick. If exactly. you don't tip, don't go on the hunt. You know, you don't have to well, tip. It's, but it's, it's, it's just an appreciation deal. And, you know, all the people that we have come hunt are very gracious and, you know, yeah, you're take, deal- take care of us. You're dealing but, but, with good but it's, people. It, it's the same thing like y'all's operation up here. There's a lot of unseen time and effort that goes yeah. into putting a goose hunt together. It's yeah. not – you're not just taking us to a field – and sitting us by a center pivot and saying, okay, well, I hope they show up this morning. <laughs> yeah, that's what people, today. Most of your know. customers realize that, but it's the guy that, that gets on there that, but he's not going, the guy that was bitching about, he ain't going on a guided hunt anyways. He's some. So why, is it, why does it matter to him? But just bitches, but just a bitch. But I was, well, they had 400 comments last time I read. I read about 30 or 40 of them. I thought, okay. I've seen enough. Yeah, and just, there's certain places that do provide pickups and stuff, but a lot of these guys, they buy their fuel. Mm-hmm. They pay for that pickup. They yep. pay for those tires. That tip is a service to them. Yeah. Because guide wages aren't the greatest. No. One guy's like, well, I guide some, and I just appreciate, you know, a good handshake. And if someone gives me a belt buckle or a knife or something, I'm thinking, you're a lying sack of shit. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah no that, shit. Yeah. yeah. How know. many fucking knives do you need, you know? Yeah. But so are the deer going to go backwards this year, possibly? So we had a. Could bit, that happen? We had a meeting with our the nutritionist from the feed company that we feed a Cargill feed. It's record rack, but they came out to the Stasny Ranch last week, and we were asking those guys. We said, you know, based on what y'all have seen in a drought type year, are these deer going to go from you know the the 160s that we left this year? They're going to be 140s next year. Right. And they said, you know, as long as you have supplemental feed out for them, they're going to maintain what they were the year before. They're not going to make that 20 or 30 inch jump that all these deer did this year this, this last year you know just because they don't have the natural browse out in the pasture um but you so know if you supplemental feed you can maintain what you had theoretically that, that was that was their standpoint which their feed salesmen and, and they're great guys and they're right. they're straight shooters but you know i would say uh, you know as far as the overall county goes you're not if it doesn't rain you're not going to see I, I would love to know countywide how many deer were shot over 160 this year. Oh, my gosh, a bunch. I mean, it was yeah, – every time you'd pull up the Texas Buck Registry okay. – and, and, there, and there were a lot of deer that we – Bucky and I would send each other pictures, you know, where'd this deer come from. Mm-hmm. You know, it was Shackleford County, but we didn't know. And we didn't know where they were – the person who it was, I mean, and some big deer, but how many did y'all kill over 160? Shoot, I don't know. I mean, I think we had – Two deer on the Newell, two trophies that were under 160, and the rest of them were north of that. So I, I think we killed 10 or 12 deer, but well, six, six killed, of them were over 170. We and, killed five or six over 160, and then Jamie killed shoot, he another killed, six or eight. Yeah. So just those three ranches killed, you know, 20, 22 deer over, over 160. 160. And then that's just three ranches in the county. It was It was an exceptional year. And, you know, we left a lot of good deer a out lot. there right. that were, you know, borderline 
four and a half, five and a half year old type deer. And so junior, would he have grown much between five, five and a half, or five and six? I thought he. I mean, yeah, he would have probably. You think so? Even with the, I mean, yeah, because there's what was your how old was your deer? Six. All the so. Max Max Spurgeon's deer, the one eighty five, one eighty six. He was five and yeah. a half, but he was kind of close to a neighbor. Okay, so Wade's deer went from from one seventy at five and a half to two hundred at six and a half. Okay, but I've also seen them. I mean, we've had deer that have that will go backwards too. Have, at six years have, old, have, have stagnated. We had a deer that I shot in two thousand eight. I think I shot moose in two thousand eighteen, but he was we, we saw him at five and a half. It was and, eighteen, and he was a hundred ninety hundred ninety five inch deer. The next year, we only had a handful of pictures of him, but he was probably only high 160s, maybe 170, but he backtracked big time. And it was a dry year, and then it rained the following year, and he jumped back up to 180, and I killed him. But, you know, I I think each deer is different. I mean, you know, some of them them are going to make bigger jumps than others based on genetics. and The protein's great, like hands down, because it maintains their body, Mm -hmm. keeps their body condition good. But what they get from those timely rainfalls from Mother Nature on those browse lines is what makes them really, in my opinion, make that jump. Right. Because you can't compete with Mother Nature. Right. I don't care what no. you put in a feed. No. Right. You cannot compete with Mother Nature. Yeah. So, um, and then we'll wrap up here because I know you guys got a long drive. Um, I lost my train of thought. I don't even know what I was going to say. Whenever they, um, whenever they reach like six, six and a half years old, they're close to their peak, though, aren't they? I mean, could you let them go to seven? Possibly. I think every deer's different. You could. I, I think. I think the older you let a deer get, I mean, yes, there's a chance that he could jump another ten or fifteen inches. Rule of the, thumb: the, How old do you let him get? We we shoot them at six and a half. That's and, it. and like I said, it's a unique situation because we're not selling hunts, it, and we have the ability to pick and choose which deer right. we're going to go after. Um, but you know, a lot of these deer will peak at five and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but by giving them that extra year, you're getting that much breed, more breeding out right. in the past year. You're spreading genetics. Um, but th- you know, with each passing year, you're, you're chancing that that deer, like I said earlier, he gets hurt, he gets injured, he gets mm-hmm. shot on the neighbor, you know, fucking Bucky <laughs> telling you. But nine miles away, a neighbor nine <laughs> miles away, got a 25,000-acre ranch in between us. Yeah, and, and, you know, that deer went all the way, and they hunt that ranch really hard. hard. Really? Hard, and He hard. just passed right through. He just went, walked a straight line around across that son of a bitch. So, that's, that's crazy. Yep. It's, it's a lot of fun. Do you think that the uh, the turkey pipe, the turkey limit's too high? We can shoot four. Can y'all shoot four also? Yep. You can shoot four. I wish they'd go back down to two for a little while. Two? We need we need it right now. I mean, just we, like with quail, I wish they'd knock the quail limit down to about seven. I think the reason they don't do that is because they when they do rebound so good, they're they're so plentiful. That's all right. Raise it. That's all right. Leave that much more. But, exactly. but, but they die they're, anyways. They're, that was my next point. It, it doesn't matter. You know, during those seasons where we had a surplus of birds, we were shooting a max of two birds out of each covey, and and that was just kind of the gentleman's deal, and then. You know, two years later, there's not a bird to be found in the yeah. county. It's kind of like dove. Like, no, if you knock the dove limit down to eight or ten, which I, I wouldn't care, right? It's not going to make any difference because no. no, average dove is dove's lifespan is a year, just like a quail, a year and a half, right? right. So it's not going to make any difference. In Wade's family, they're big time. He comes from a long line of quail hunters, and they take it really? very, very serious. 
Oh. And when you go hunting with his dad or some of their family members or friends, you do it old school and mm -hmm. you, you try to shoot males and you try to shoot two out of every covey and be done. That's it. And, and it, I don't it, care it, if they all land 25 yards over here. You get your ass and go the other way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and back in But that's those, how you protect your resource. Exactly. Back in those years, we were leasing a bunch of Bucky's country. My dad saw him on a county road one day, and he said, Bucky? He said, I'm seeing a lot of birds out here. He goes, is it really as good as I think it is? And Bucky said, there's birds all over this ranch. And he called Craig Winters, the ranch manager, the following Monday. And, hell, he le I don't know. He leased up. The western half of the ranch, yeah. about 15,000 acres. Yeah. I still, my mom, I don't think she That was back when we had, we had 30,000 acres then, and they pretty yeah. much had the whole western and north end of the ranch. And I was just like, Jesus, Robert Montgomery. <laughs> but it was, you know, and that's, that's his passion. He doesn't care one thing about deer or mm -hmm. waterfowl or anything but he loves Quail. taking his bird dogs out he doesn't care dogs. about shooting them he just wants to no. take his dogs out that's yeah. it. passion we talked about that oh, earlier yeah. with wyman you gotta have everybody has to have a passion for in sure life. the people that don't it's right. crazy all right it's over two and a half almost two and a half hours oh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh with the deer mass and population and same thing it's going to happen to our wild waterfowl if we don't get some rain it's going to be tough yep. yeah. yeah you know I, but i'm going to be interested to see how far of a back step they take yeah, I, I, be I, interesting I, for sure. I don't. We're gonna get a lot of questions answered. Yeah, I don't envision to shoot another two hundred next year. But but it's like that deer that you know. You never know. He may show back we, up. We have had. We didn't have a wet winter last year, but we no. had a wet spring and yeah. summer. And it was wet in June, and a lot of people don't realize that. And all yes, the way through. Very yes. wet. And, and then all of a sudden, it, it quit raining, yep. and nobody. It was so green, nobody realized it. And all of a sudden, everybody it's looked up and was like. Shit, it's, it's dry. dry again. It's raining like a son of a bitch right now in Lawton, Oklahoma. Big severe thunderstorm. I just saw it. That line, it's right where they said it's going to be. I wish them fuckers would start backing that shit up. It's going to go to Munster every time. It's going that way. Yep. Gentlemen, we appreciate you coming out here. Thank you. I hope it hadn't been too painful for you, Wade. Yeah, yeah. Thanks I for told, having I us. Told, I had a great time. I told I Bucky it. I would kind of back you up if Jeff got on you too bad. Well, so. y'all took it easy on me, so I appreciate it. <laughs> I Thank just you try guys. to treat everybody the same. You, you bet. Well, I do that. Enjoyed it. Thank y'all. Thank y'all very much. Bye, guys. God bless y'all. Have a great day. Take Go check out all of our wonderful sponsors before you leave here. Check out Shin Gear Waiters. Check out Dive Bomb Industries, Boss Shot Shells, Pacific Calls, Dirty Duck Coffee, Lucky Duck, Alpha Outdoors, Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast, Gun Dog Outdoors, Take Plains Meats, Sanford Hunt Outfitters, Bangtail Whiskey.